welcome back to Space Ace, podcasts all about asexuality and fandoms. Um, Matt's back this week. All right. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. We just said, wasn't it? It's yeah. been about, um, about two or three weeks. Yeah, it's a long, long time for us. It is, because I'm usually, I'm basically co-host. Yeah. So for me not to be on it is a bit weird. Yeah, I mean, I would think part of this is probably to do with me as well, because the past weeks I have been living at the theatre. Yeah. Which you have kindly shown to me. Oh, I know. I took him to see six, everyone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really um, a massive fan of, like, the theatre and that. But, like, I've seen... Everyone's seen Greece. Yeah. Uh, I saw The Greatest Showman. I saw the film version of Les Mis. Mm, so way back, that's the one with Russell Crowe in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, other than that, it's just, like, my my little sister is mad into it. She's, like, a dancer and that. Um, but, yeah, for me personally, I'm, I'm like, as we've already discussed, more into <laughs> sci-fi mm. and fantasy and things. But, yeah, so we went to go see Six because Bronnie had been picking <laughs> it up for about, I don't know, months, weeks, months. years. Yeah. yeah, she always went to go see it. And I, we got to my mum and sister. Because obviously, as I just said, she's they're massively into musical theatre. Yeah, we all went to Canterbury, the uh, Marlowe Theatre. <laughs> and I literally, I was really bad because I, I was so tired. And I was, I felt really rough because I'd, I'd had a night out the night before. And I just f- weren't up for seeing anything. <laughs> doing anything but you knew I wouldn't have let you just not go <laughs> exactly and I'm so glad I didn't so we got there and then we got the <laughs> we got the wrong seats we went to the wrong side and then yeah and we were sort of in an okay place but we were mm. quite high up on, on the left oh you weren't a fan of that yeah oh yeah no because I don't like heights it's all like a get we could still see everything so oh yeah the only, the only thing the only thing I didn't see was the drummer yeah, that's fine. Next time, but, next time we go, we'll have like stalls yeah. or something. But it was yeah, it's crazy. And I, I, I bought a little, I bought a little latte. You yeah, know, you did. Little coffee for it. You know, put put myself up in that. I was just oh, so as I said, my, my stomach was a wreck. I was, you know, dozing. My head was a mess. I was going in in at the bog for the first like five minutes trying to find the toilets, and I was just sat there and I was high up. No, I don't <laughs> like heights. And I was like, oh, no, how long is this going to be? And as soon as the curtain dropped and the show started, I did not leave my seat. No. I did not drink my coffee. No. I leant over that bloody balcony for an hour and a half and watched pure serotonin on stage. Yeah. And it was fucking unreal. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, really good. Yeah, you had um, Vicky on last week. Yeah. Your, um, well, kind of mate, I guess, sort of famous person <laughs> that you know and your mates sort of go and see after the show. And, you know, Bronte's seen this show, like, I don't know, 56 to 7 million times. <laughs> so well, not, I, think we're, I think we're in the 20s now. I haven't counted it yet. Yeah. But I, I saw it seven times when it was in Canterbury just <laughs> purely, purely because I think I took everyone, well, apart from once when me and Lucy just went on a sporadic trip, but every time I went, I took someone different. Yeah, and so, I, now, I now understand why. Yeah. Because it's so good. And I literally, it was so annoying. And I thought, oh, yeah. My little, my, like, my, my little, my little sister and my mum loved it. And I thought, oh, well, you know, we can meet uh, Vicky backstage afterwards. And I, and I wow. held in. 
going to the toilet at the whole show <laughs> purely because I didn't want to miss anything, mm. you know. The excitement and the, adre- and the adrenaline of the show. And um, we got outside, we kind of waited for a minute, and I was like, oh, I can't wait, I'm going to go in and quickly use the bloody lavatory or whatever, go to the bog quickly, and I come back out. And um, they're like, oh, you just missed her. And I was like, you're having a laugh. Yeah. Surely. So because, because of COVID, I know I just sort of just going, because of COVID, um, obviously stage door's not allowed to be a thing. It, it, was, it wasn't allowed to be a thing. Apart from open nights, none of us knew the rules. And I saw her again, she was like, oh, it's not allowed to be a thing. It's like, oh, oops. Yeah. Um, but she was very kind because she knew that I had people who wanted to see her. She sort of made sure she came out and said, sort of said hello from a distance before, before going back. So yeah, which is it's credit to her. Yeah, it's like, it's well, nice to do. Yeah, but nice. um, yeah, and you you had her on the podcast two weeks ago. Yeah, that was. Was it two weeks ago? It will be when this goes out. <laughs> oh, oh right, yeah, of course. As you can tell, we're not recording in sequence, but it's all okay because you're going to hear it in sequence. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah. for you listeners, it was two weeks ago Vicky came on, two and that was ago. just. Bronnie's got off our first famous guest on. Yeah, it was just, it was so lovely for her to do it, I think, especially because of COVID being a thing. Obviously, we did it safely and whatnot, so it was all fine and above board and whatnot. But it was so nice just to have her on, just to sit and talk. Just, I don't know, yeah, it I... was just so lovely. And it was so interesting to hear about her experience about theatre, how much she loved it from the performance aspect of it. Because obviously, mm. I used to perform, I've done all that, but not, I'm not still in that world. I'm seeing it from the outside where she's very much on the inside of it. So it was just so nice to have that discussion about like what theatre means to her and how it's how it's the same, how it's different to us. And it was really fun to learn as well how we're both workaholics. Um, yeah. And we're both very similar in a lot of ways, which was just hilarious. I mean, yeah, listening back to it, um, I, I thought, yeah, yeah, you both seem to sort of get a kick out of talking about it as well. Mm. It's quite a nice little conversation. Yeah. Right. It was really. I mean, I'd love to have back on again eventually, but we'll see if that works out. It just happened to be that she was in my town, and it it all worked out. Which mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm eternally grateful that she was up for it and she had fun doing it. So yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, credit to her. And credit, mm-hmm. like you know, she's obviously yeah. never going to be touched by fame. No, she's very much down to earth. Yeah. Which is amazing. And but... we're also saying it's weird because um, I remember ages ago. My sister was saying, oh, she really wants to meet this person in the musical theatre world. And because I'm not really in that crowd, uh, and I don't really know that kind of world, I wouldn't necessarily think they're famous, and I wouldn't care. Mm. Just like if, I guess, complete opposite, a footballer or a, 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 an artist, singer, musician, or mm. a band... Do you, do you know what I mean? It's just. I, mean, like, I do think it's really it's, strange it's, that footballs are literally famous for kicking a ball around. Like, I, mean, yeah, I, just, a, I just don't understand a, sport a, and that. We, we, we had a, the Euros on earlier. I was like, I just don't understand this. But actually, if famous people could walk past me on the street and I'd be like, you're just a normal guy. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, similar kind of thing. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, I just found it weird. I was just like, yeah, I have no idea you're talking about. But if you go on their Instagram, they've got about 30 million. You I know, think it's just within, within your niche it's like people like some people that we look up to and so we, we're watching sci-fi you, you ask someone who doesn't watch sci-fi they won't know who they are mm. same thing with musical theatre and right, yeah, theatre so, yeah. in general like you say any of the six queens to anyone who isn't within that world they won't know who you're talking about but yet you say to, mm. any, to anyone who loves theatre they'll know exactly who you're talking about that's what I mean it's a very different kind of famous because I mean if you're a famous footballer 
or a mega Hollywood film star, likelihood is you're going to walk down the street and people are going to want to come up and take your autograph or photo. Mm. But if you're, I guess, in, in, in the, the sort of the, the musical theatre industry... Just more niche. Very much more niche. And you, you'd see people sort of wandering over and getting a photo, but most people would be like, oh, I wonder what she's mm. been in or I wonder what he's done. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's just... It's cool. It's cool, man. I, she'll never... She's got that character. Mm. That she'll, she'll never be, like, affected by fame. But, yeah, I mean, we digress straight away because <laughs> what we're supposed to be talking about today. No, I mean, no, no, I just... Yeah, a little something about... I think theatre's been just so important I mean, and... Yeah, it's it's funny because she well, came round the other day and it was after your... Oh, my God. You had, it was really weird because I had like, a whole... Like, down. Yeah, I had, I had a whole weekend of heavy drinking. Um, I was... I had a birthday to to go to. I had my mates leaving drinks because he's he's moving for a couple of months to another country, and I was really run down and groggy, just purely self inflicted from you know just having a party, I guess. And then Bronnie comes round, and she's coming down for a completely different reason, because she spent all weekend with her fit a lot and and. Uh, Vicky and the high of it, and then going to six. Like, was it how many? How many times did you go see six in that one weekend period? Three times. Three times in two days. <laughs> two, so what's two that over the? F- since since it started in Canterbury, I've seen it seven times in Canterbury, and that's over a three week period, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that, <laughs> but and that is a testament to how good the show is because I know for a fact I'd definitely be up for doing it again. That's just insane. This because actually, I just this is just a little bit of a plug, not just for six, but for theatre in general. And if you don't think you're gonna like it, just try it. And anything, if you don't think you're gonna like it, but other people love it, just just give it a go. Because I never thought you'd enjoy it that much. I really thought that I knew your mum sister would love it, but I really mm-hmm. thought you would come out thinking that was great. But I'm that's it. You know, oh, you know no. when you're satisfied. I've seen something once. I thought you'd be like that, but you were. Buzzing! You were absolutely buzzing. My 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 serotonin levels were <laughs> on a completely different level. It it was it was crazy. Like I'm I'm I've never really like took to musical theatre before until quite recently, I guess. And it's really it's really funny because um, uh, me and my sister went to go see another musical. <laughs> uh, it's called In the Heights. It's at yeah. the minute. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it is at the minute, but I'm just like, if anyone's got any more recommendations, like, I've been absolutely off my tits, just loving that life, watching these things. I think I rubbed off on you a bit there. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, because as I said, I've never, never been one to, to even think about enjoying that kind of thing. I know it's not technically the manliest thing, but I, I've never been like that's just so that, stereotypical that anyway. though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I've I've never been. I've I've just always sort of stuck to just like sci-fi horror. I mean, I love a good rom-com, but everyone does. It's like a guilty pleasure. But yeah, musical theatre is just something that's never even come into my life mm. until obviously my sister started doing it. But yeah, as I said, the last three weeks. Yeah, no, no, sorry, in just two weeks, that's two um, musicals I've I've seen, and I've absolutely loved them. And there's not been a musical that I haven't seen yet that I've not enjoyed. Good. Which is weird, isn't it? Because obviously, in the sci-fi world, mm. or the fantasy world, there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of rubbish. Yeah. But I've not seen one that I've 
hated or that I've been like, I wouldn't go see that again. I think, like, I mean... This is even so, Greece has aged pretty well. I mean, my only one for me, this is so controversial, but I thought Hamilton was overrated when I watched it on Disney. I think it was a different experience right. because I watched it on screen rather than in person. I know in person so different, but I just didn't really get the hype. Like, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was amazing. That's mm. sort of my only one I've ever been sort of disappointed by, but I think that was just because of the hype. I think if I hadn't known it was such a massive thing going into it, then I wouldn't have really thought much about it. But that's my only one. But again, th- I, that could be just because I saw it on screen. If I see it on stage, I could absolutely fall head over heels in love with it. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess there is, like, a difference. Because, mm. I mean... But, I mean, I was saying this to you the other day when I said you can make pretty much anything into a musical. Yeah. You could take any plot. I mean, hello, there's, there's Mean Girls, the musical. Yeah. I never thought that would be a thing, but that's a thing. Uh, Back to the Future yes. musical, which yeah. I'm hoping you're going to get tickets for me for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite film of all time. And I, just, and I only said that, I only really mentioned about the Back to the Future musical after seeing Six. Yeah. Which is weird. You did, yeah. I mean, like, I knew about it, but I never really... Uh, uh, again, musicals aren't my thing. And, and until I saw Six, I was just like, oh, mate, how how good that like my favorite film of all time be in in a musical setting like I just yeah so it's, it's a bit of a whirlwind at the minute with that kind of thing you've introduced me to the pleasures of song and dance <laughs> well I mean a new segment I have started and hope all about the arts we started with theater we had theater part one two it's go with Vicky which again oh my god incredible <laughs> um incredible that actually happened mm. then uh, uh when when would it be two weeks time so not next week week after because next week been another character and then the week after is it part two where i had stefan hannah on um again we're still recording such a random order because we recorded that last week when they came down because they came to save me to go see six we go go together and we talk about theater and like why we love it from more like the audience perspective how like the joy it's brought yeah. us how it brought us together as friends and things like that so i know your sister wants to come on and do one as well yeah i mean she loves it like yeah. she's she's really into it yeah. and she she wants to go into it as well yeah that's, that's her sort of um area of you know i think for that the more you go and see the more experience you have it's like when with writing they will say read 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 with theater just just go 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 pretty much <laughs> that should be the tagline <laughs> just go 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 <laughs> if it is you heard it here first yeah no you are right i mm. mean it's really. Do you reckon six is again? We're not even talking about this today, but we might as well. It, it all kind of links in. You'll you'll see when we actually get to the point. Yeah. Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think six is quite a good gateway musical for someone who's not seen many musicals? Like on yeah. the scale of like um, musical to like I don't know West End or whatever. I don't know the scale. I don't know. I, I mean, it I is, a, it is on West End. Okay. Uh, I don't know. If no, there's I a know scale, mean, like... I, yeah, I do think it's one of the more accessible ones because... Accessible, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't... The story is very simple to follow. It's not like... So it breaks the fourth wall, so I think it, all, that always makes it easy for audiences to, to get the hang of what's happening. Because obviously the, the, yeah. the people are talking to them the whole time. Well, within reason. Whereas something like my first West End musical was, was Wicked, which is obviously just mm. very much... You see it. It's kind of like... This is where six and certain musicals break the fourth wall, but I think that that makes all the difference. Also, you, people do it on films and TV, but you can see that it's a screen, whereas it's like, it's like they're actually yeah. talking to you because there's real people there. But yeah, my first one was Wicked, and oh my God, it was incredible, absolutely loved it, but I didn't have any problem following the story, but some people who 
might not be used to it might be a bit like oh but i don't really get what's happening because you can't pause it and then find out more you're literally sort of there immersed the whole time whereas six is very much they explain everything as they go along it's all very yeah it's all very self-explanatory it's a lot it's, of fun it's also um satirical yeah it's, it's, it's satire so funny. On, um you were, you were laughing so much. Oh, I've, I tell you, I've never, I've never <laughs> had so much fun in, in a theatre before. It was amazing. Like, I mean, what did I say to you before? Because I, I, I guess you have this sort of premeditated um, expectation. expectation of what it's going to be like. And I thought, I guess my, I guess I just thought it'd be some sort of sort of silly pantomime get up mm. kind of thing, you know, about it. Like Henry the Eighth, six wives, you know, family friendly, and I thought there'd be a cheeky gag in the intermission that says, "Oh, mind your head in the toilet," you know. <laughs> you were really hoping for that. Yeah, then you were like, "There's no intermission," and I was like, oh, shoot, "There still better be a, 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 a mind your head." In this, in this one, uh, preceding the expectation, it wasn't about minding your head; it was about using, <laughs> using your head in an explicit, <laughs> mature innuendo. Yeah. And I just thought it would offer us. I thought it was so funny. Like, I mean, there was actually moments in it where it was quite, I felt quite embarrassed because I was leaning over a lot and I was quite high up. And um, they, 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 a lot of the songs always ended on this really funny punchline. And the music would go dead and there'd be like a minute before, or like three or four seconds before everyone started, you know, yeah. clapping and that. And I would just start going. <laughs> and I was just, yeah, I just remember thinking, oh God, I should probably dial this down a bit now. It's fine. I'm thinking one of them might have even looked up. Well, they I knew. Don't know. Well, I did. I told Vicky we were coming, so. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was so good. There's a, a lot of really funny lyrics as well. I was really I was trying to concentrate on. I mean, it's quite historical as well. And it's the satire of Henry VIII and his wives, and it's got this quite cool feminist message in there. Actually, like mm. the only reason we as a culture. And a Briton remember Henry VIII is because of his wives, mm. and how each one of them ended up tragically either getting beheaded, divorced, or survived. Um, no, it's in the end now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, they kind of turned it into this sort of quite really cleverly done sort of feminist message, and I was like, this is this is, yeah, I don't know. I just songs were good. Dancing was... I mean, I can't really comment on dancing because, I mean, it was all in Thai. <laughs> I don't know if it was any good or not. I'm not dance critique. But yeah, it was... Oh, big up six. It was so fun. <laughs> you will be I smiling and laughing I, the whole way through. I promise I didn't ask him to say any of this. This is all him. Yeah, I'm not being held at knife point, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> My work here is done. Honestly, everyone yeah. I've taken to see it has come out going, can we see that again? That yeah. was amazing. Can we go again? Every single person I took, and I took about seven people, mind you. That's what I mean, and so, so you reckon it is quite accessible because Wicked. That that's one about, um, isn't it set in the world of um, Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. It's about the witches, isn't it? Yeah, you sort of follow them from like, I say children. It's also <clears> when they're like in college, and it's just about sort of how it's kind of like oh, a, right. it's kind of like a prequel to Wizard of Oz. Mm. And you find out sort of why certain events unfolded, and you sort of see that other side of the story. I think it's, it's I know really one good. song in it. Defying Gravity. Yeah, yeah. someone sung it at, at um, our school. Yeah. But is it is it a comedy? Or mm. is it more of a traditional it's musical? It's more traditional musical. It's, mm. There's funny bits in it, but it's not humorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not six level. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that is pure <laughs> uh, satirical, medieval pop 
uh, innuendo, mm. in your face, break fourth wall, interaction, funny comedy. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah. And I want I want to go see the Lion King as well because my brother, my, my older brother Dave, he, he doesn't like him. He's never been one for musicals either, and he went to the West End and saw the Lion King, a musical with his with his girlfriend and his mm. um his stepdaughter, and he said it was one of the best experiences of his life. Mm. See, I'm intrigued by Lion King, but I'm also it's not high on my list because I didn't mm. like the film. See, now that is a controversial thing to say. That I know, funny days. I know. I didn't watch it as a be child. Be careful, and you'll, I... be, you'll, be atta- you'll be attacked for I that. Know. I didn't. I didn't watch it as a child for whatever reason. I watched it a couple of years ago and I thought, eh, so it's all right, it's something special. But I think it's because I didn't. I had that attachment to it because I didn't watch it as a kid. Not enough no. singing, dancing. I don't know, I just, I just didn't see the, the Too point many lines. in a lot of it. No. Um, I think that's a discussion for a whole other time. Yeah. But... Uh, rate, 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 uh, rate your musical. Yeah, so if you've enjoyed this little segment, <laughs> let, let us know. Yeah, maybe um, you could just... Maybe this, this episode just turned into just us bigging up six for about an hour. I mean, I totally have an episode just bigging up six, so I think I could get enough people on it to, to come help. <laughs> We'd all just... You know, I'll tell you what, this is how good it is, ladies and gents. <laughs> I got home and I downloaded every single song on their Spotify. Did you? And I was so chuffed listening back to it, especially because in, in, in the thing, because you're in the theatre and that, and there's like a massive PA system all around. Mm. And if, especially when we were, we were quite high up, so it was quite loud in our face. Mm. And obviously, it's not like, it's the Marlow Theatre, it's not, it's not like this massive, great, big auditorium oh, it's, it? it's bigger than when i first saw six but the first theater i saw six in was tiny yeah but i guess, I guess it's i mean it obviously it's professional and that but i mean i maybe it was where we were sitting actually but you couldn't it was quite hard to you could make out the lyrics but you had to really listen closely but listening back to the um see like the not cd not into 2001 anymore <laughs> um listen soundtrack back on, yeah soundtrack on spotify like in the car on the way back <laughs> Um, I, I was just I, having I such a so. laugh. Like they're so cleverly written, it's beyond belief. But yeah, it was in the car, and you turned around to me because, like, I jo- I dropped you, and you found me home, and you turned around to me, and I I was singing along to everyone. You, how do you know it? It's like how many times have I been? Oh, you yeah. should be worried that if I don't but, know it. But my sister, she 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 somehow knew it as well, mm. and I said, oh, we've just seen it. There's no way you could have picked that up, and she was like, no, I, I knew about the song beforehand. So that, that's another thing about it, though, because obviously the songs were already... Because it was a West End production, wasn't it? Yeah. So the songs have already been professionally recorded and that. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, it's weird. So the, the songs are already out there. So you wouldn't... I mean, obviously, go see a musical, but the songs are already out there. Yeah, I think it depends. Like, I went into it the first time blind. I prefer going into musicals without having heard anything um, at all I've, before yeah, going. I think that's a better I, way I it. prefer doing it because I think it's... For me, I prefer the experience with my friend Beth. I took her to see Six for the first time. She came on Saturday, where she came to both shows. And she listened to it during lockdown, but she still really, really enjoyed being able to see it and see the, the, yeah. the other level to it. So I think it really depends on you as a person and whatnot. I mean, there's some, like, uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Mean Girls, I've listened to the soundtrack without seeing it just because, well, one, it was lockdown now, I couldn't go and see it. Um, and two, I there's very little chance of me seeing it anytime soon, and I really wanted to hear it. So I do break my own rule sometimes, but like if I know I'm going to go see something soon, I don't listen to it if I haven't already heard it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's probably the better way to do it, to be honest. I mean, I'm really glad that I saw the musical first and then went back and listened to the songs. Because mm. you can almost be like, you, oh, is this, this is Anne Boleyn's one, or this is um, Jane of 
Jane Seymour was one. Mm-hmm. And obviously all the queens change actresses and performers like every time, don't they? Not every time. Or not every time. That It's sort of like they, they roll on different casts throughout. And, and they, they, they have like, what do you call them? There's alternates. alternates like, um, what's the official word for it? They, I'm, understudies. Okay, I, yeah, understudy. But we'd, like, we'd always call them alternates for sex. Yeah. It's just a thing. But then it's weird because I, I really I really liked when I saw it and I don't would you, would it compare have having a completely different new people it's that's this like, is the thing that, I mean me and Vicky talked about this actually um mm. it's what makes six I think so unique is the fact that every person brings something different to the role whether mm. they're principal cast or an alternate they will bring something new to it yeah, and when point. you have different cast members even if it's just one member you'll get a different vibe for the show just because mm. they'll interact with people slightly differently obviously. People's interactions aren't going to be exactly the same every time, but no. within when you've been when especially with principal cast where they've been doing it every night, they come kind of just they have some sort of like rhythm pattern whatever. Mm. But with alternates, it's just a complete new show. They they do it in a whole other way. It's like we saw Natalie as uh, Aragon, and she's Northern, and something so simple as um as that little fact because Lauren who normally who normally plays her like principal cast is Welsh. So you'll get a whole different accent. That's, that's such a good point. Yeah, because when... Because um, I didn't know about this whole roll-on cast thing or, or whatever. I mean, obviously, I knew that there'd be some changes. But when we saw it at uh, um, the Marlow in, uh, in Canterbury, who was the one? We had a Scottish one. And Kate, she, Kate she sung Heart of Gold. Kate, Heart of Stone. Heart, Heart of Stone. <laughs> All day he's been saying this. I All don't know day. why. I, it's, it's, yeah. There's no gold in it. It's always you, Stefan. I, I love it. There's oh, another anecdote. I've done this all the time. I always forget the names. I'm not forgiven names. I, I always used to call a Change of Heart by um, the 1975 Change of Pace for some reason. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It's a similar thing. But um, yeah, no. Um, the person we saw doing it was Scottish. Mm. And she could hit them bloody notes. She was she oh, was really good. She, and I listened to the studio version. She was she was just like English. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, we we Hannah and Steph were saying this. Like, she takes the whistle note to a whole new level. Kaylin's oh, incredible. Note, yeah, absolutely incredible. I mean, how'd you get that high? Oh, I don't know. I, it's I wish I could. Madness. <laughs> it is mad. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, we haven't completely deviated because this whole episode is about we we just watched about time the film after yeah. what well, I told you to watch it and then you cried, and I didn't, <laughs> um and then yeah. so then you came around saying we decided to watch it again together and still you cried and I didn't I'm very surprised I didn't today actually yeah. because I'm I'm an emotional wreck after six weekends. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, yeah, it's really weird because um obviously we we saw six and that. Um, no, no, we, we were going to see Six, and I actually started watching About Time mm. uh, the night before, or a couple yeah, of nights before. Was, yeah. I started it, uh, I think I was really drunk, and I just sort of fell asleep, and then I sort of picked it up again, I, I like, rewatched it from the beginning. It was about four in the morning I finished, and I was like, I was an absolute wreck. And then um, I texted you the next day when I was at work. I was like, this is all your fault. Can't believe you've done this. <laughs> it's this a great is one of film. The most beautiful films I've ever seen. And um, yeah, we decided to watch it again today. And it was really annoying because we had, we had, the, we had um, the football one as well in like, the background. Um, so I was sort of flipping between the two, which actually was quite handy because I could, I could just sort of nip out <laughs> and then mask my emotions for five minutes and then come back in. <laughs> But yeah, I've no idea what 
we're supposed to be talking about for this well, one. I you, just really you, wanted... You wanted to talk about it. And yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful film, so basically about time. It's a really weird one to categorise. So it's kind of like a rom-com, but it's not. Because the whole thing, you follow this this guy, and he's very much the stereotypical, the awkward... Bumbling Brit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's Middle ginger. class. Yeah. yeah, really sort of... I don't know. Just... He's, yeah, all timid, awkward. It's yeah. basically Hugh Grant, but yeah. of a slightly younger, differently cast version of Hugh Grant. It's that, it's that whole idea. Yeah, and he basically gets told on his 21st birthday that the men in his family have the ability to, to travel back in time, but you can only travel back within your own timeline and stuff that you've done. So, like, you could, for example, say if you were on a bus and you spilled some coffee on someone... You could go back. You've got to be in like a dark room, like clench your face, close your eyes. But you could go back and mm. go back to that moment and make sure you don't spill the coffee on them. Little things like that, which you don't, yeah. you don't really think about that. Really, you, when you think of time travel, you think of changing massive events. You think of Doctor Who. You think Doctor of all Who. the big. Well, like Back to the Future. Yeah. If he goes and steals a sports almanac for his own personal game. You exactly. don't think of the little things. Yeah. And he basically sort of after this, he decides he wants to help. He wants it to help him get a girlfriend. Basically. Yeah, that is, that is basically what he says yeah. uh, to his dad. He's just like, listen, I just want a girlfriend. Um, yeah, and that he, um, only the men in the family mm. can, or his dad's side, have this yeah. um, ability. And um, But yeah, I, I just think it's really hard to categorise it. I, for me, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk about it was because it's, it's not only a really good critique on life mm. and regret and romance and like the, the bonds we make our fate or destiny mm. it, it, it's kind of it's just a film about life yeah which is and uh, and it's really sort of well really well written it's by Richard uh, Curtis mm. who I'm a big fan of because he did Love Actually and was tradition in our family we, we always used to watch that um, he did Not In Hill which I, I spoke about with you earlier. He'd done Blackadder as well, one of my favourite comedies. Mm. And I've always liked him. Um, and it's a very sort of Richard Curtis type film. Yeah. Um, but like, it's got the monologue of him yeah. talking like, at, the, at the beginning. It's got the whole, like, love does exist to sort of at the end. Like. Um, but, it, yeah, it, it kind of shows that life is ups and downs and you're better off not changing it. Like, you know, it's, but I think, yeah, it's so hard to categorise. Mm. Uh, and I just thought it was one of the most moving films, just about life and just about um, our experiences and, and the fact that he can go back and change things and meddle with things to make a different outcome. Mm. And yet his outcome, I guess, can we spoil this? I feel like we probably should be able to talk about yeah, it Yeah, I think, I think we can. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, most people have already seen it by now. If not, well, enjoy our talk, then forget about what we said and go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he can, he can go back. As I said, he kind of uses it at the beginning. He, he uses it purely for to find his love. He's not a sleazy guy. But there are a lot of really funny moments in it to do with, like... To do with meeting the girl, oh my God, dreams, yeah. played by Rachel McAdams. She's great. Everyone will know her from the Notebook. Um, but yeah, it's just, but yeah, it's just a really beautiful film, and um, I think it's really cool because it's kind of split up into four parts. It tells four parts of a, of a, of this man's journey 
from being 21 and then into his, like, I don't know, 40s or 30s. Yeah, I don't or know. Or how old he is by the time he's got his family. Um, so, like, the first half is just him... It is very much a, a typical rom-com with just a bit of time travel at the beginning. Mm. Um, for for that, I I'd say there's four main acts. Yeah. He kind of yeah he kind of um, you want know, me to keep talking? No no. I don't want to just like hijack no, 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 this. Um, this is just my interpretation. Yeah, there's four main acts. The first act is um, acts. I'm really into musical theatre now. <laughs> oh, They've got at at one act two yeah. I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just, I'm gonna keep using the word act. The first act is basically um, him trying to get with Rachel McAdams um, or her character. And um, he's, he's a bumming Brit and there's really funny stuff in there. Really funny stuff, actually. Uh, and it's very, very light-hearted, very mm. awkward, very sort very, of charming. It's very and comical. Comical and, you know, it's, it's very lovey-dovey but not overplayed, just a bit quirky. Um, classic boy meets girl, but boy has to sort of he he changes the way he meets her like three or four times. Yeah. Um. Then we sort of move on to the second act, uh, which is more about his sister. Yeah. Um. I'm just gonna call a rush through these because I think it makes a good point. So it's more about his girlfriend, then it's about his sister, then it's about his kids, and then it's about his dad. Yeah. So I don't really, I, I don't like the fact that it it should be dismissed as a rom-com because it really isn't a rom-com at no. all. It's got romantic comedy elements, but it's really just a film about life. I think it's because... And death and regret. Yeah. I think it was mainly classed as a rom-com because obviously it starts off with him chasing mm. a girl and yeah. all the events that happened, obviously maybe apart from his dad, everything else wouldn't have happened if he hadn't chased this girl. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that does kind of categorise the whole... Um, I mean, the, the thing that's always stood out to me... The thing that's always stood out to me about this film is how... It isn't sort of what he does, it's what he how he, what he does affects other people in his life. Yes. Yeah, it does. And it's even little things like with his sister and mm. how just his actions have impacted her and then little things like with the, at the beginning where he has to sacrifice meeting Mary for the first time, which is Rachel McAdams' character, because he needed to help someone else with his play. Yeah. It's that thing of well, if you had the two, you if you knew about it in that situation, you had a choice between these two things. What it's, would you choose? Because yeah. in life, we don't we have that choice, but we're not aware we have that choice because we would never learn the second outcome. No, you, it's like um, Bandersnatch, except you mm. you don't die and you come back. Yeah, you just keep going. You have yeah. to live with that decision. Mm. He doesn't have to live with it. He can go back and change it. And I think one of the most interesting things about it was you know when um his sister got in the car crash and yeah. he had to he tried to come to help her but then by doing it he raised his kid and he got right, a new kid yeah. um and that was interesting so he had to then choose between going going back and reversing what he did and sort of having the same kid he had um mm. or letting his and letting his sister like continue to go through the have um, her bad bad time bad time and then they pull her out of the um sort of in a more natural way. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I'd agree with the whole character thing. I think it, it is definitely the way he can... Um, he, he interacts and the the choices that he makes about certain char- mm. um, certain people in his life. And I also think the way he actually uses time travel um, changes throughout the film. Yeah. And it, it is very much a case of him 
his him growing up and his priorities mm. change because that the very first thing that he does when he when he <laughs> learns about this ability is that he goes back because Margot Robbie makes an appearance in the film which yes. is re- yeah which is really cool and she's got a British accent which is really weird yeah um because I think she's American or Australian or something yeah but um, I, feel, I feel like she's Australian sorry no, no yeah important. it's just yeah I, I like when I just you see different people doing different accents it's quite mm-hmm. it's, it's good acting like yeah but um yeah and the first thing he sort of does he, he's like she is like a, fa- a, a family friend and um he's he calls her the love of his life mm. he's just it's just his crush and um he's very awkward and shy and timid and he ends up for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes of the film, or maybe, maybe that, that uh, much, just trying to, I guess, trying to sleep with her and trying to make her, him, her, make her the one for him. Yeah, I mean, because she um, stayed with his family for the whole summer and he thought, yeah. I've got this whole summer to make her to, fall in love to, with me. To get this right. So there's a really, really amusing scene where um, they are, um, she's sort of sunbathing and um, she's like, oh, because he's called Timony, the yeah. main character. He's like, oh, Tim, can you come here? Can you put sort of sunken on my back? Mm. And he gets up and me and he's like, yeah, okay, no problem. And he runs over and she's like, oh, a bit keen. And he ends up squirting it all <laughs> over her back, which is, yeah. I guess, another little innuendo to another yeah. sun creepy-like substance. Very funny. And then his dad is sat there because he's aware of the fact that his son can time so travel funny. like him. He sits there and he's got this smile on his face and he's like, I know you're you're about to replay this moment. How many times have you how many times have you, mm. have you got we were saying this, like he's just sitting there with a little smile on his face going, Oh played by the brilliant Bill Nye. Yeah, he's great. Um, another one of Richard Curtis's friends. <laughs> he always he always seems to employ the same people. But um yeah, he's um sitting there going, Oh, oh come on then, son, you could do better than that. And um so he does it again and the same so she goes, oh, can I have some song on my back? And he, uh, he he goes, yeah, of course. Give me a minute. <laughs> he literally licks his finger, turns the page over the book he's reading, casually walks over, undoes the thing, uh, the the bottle for the uh, sun cream, blows on his hands and gently wipes her back. And she's like, oh, wow. And he's like, what does he say? It's he's, my area. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> he goes, well, what can I say? It's my area. <laughs> And he, go, and he sort of does that face of, like, what did I just say? So he, even though he, he kind of... I think the whole point is, like, he, he does get there eventually, but then he messes it up because he, he's mean, not meant for her. I he's think not, also it kind of proves yeah. that you're not going to be perfect at everything all the time. No. Even, if with, even with all the practice in the world, even if you go back and replay the same moment over and over, you're never going to get it exactly how you no. think it's going to go. And you can't... And I guess one of the main things as well in the, in the film, and especially in the first sort of 20 minutes you can't change your own fate mm. as many times you can go back. Because he literally says, isn't he, at the beginning, he says, after she goes away for the summer, and he's sort of tried again and again and again, mm. um, he says, no matter, how, many, uh, no, no matter how far back you can go and manipulate time for your own advantage, you can't, get a, you can't make a girl fall in love with her. No, because it's like... Uh, it's true. On, the, on her last night when she was there, he went in and sort of said, like, he went to go say that he really likes her, like mm. he, he's, like, he's in love with her, Mona, and she's like, "Oh, you shouldn't have waited till last night. You should have tried yeah. before." And then he goes back before, and she says, "Oh, wait till my last night." It's just like there's always going to yeah. be some reason why exactly she's not going to fall for him. Yeah, you can't. But yeah, I mean, so, 
yeah so it is very it is I guess a romantic comedy but it's it's so much more than that and I I, I mean I don't know it, it's weird because again for me when I watched it I found it so moving it's just because of how natural it felt mm. as a film and the sad moments weren't like you know when I really hate it in films where it's all going really well and then not going really well they're going really well but when it's not going really well like um it's always something absolutely catastrophic like some it's like that John Green effect like <laughs> yeah they're both dying of cancer and it's like that's really? one film but I get the point. Yeah, but I, I hate it when they really pull the rug out and it's, like, from nowhere. Yeah, whereas but, in this, it's just such normal problems, which yeah. I appreciate. But I think also... And it's the, subtly done throughout the whole film. It's not just all of a sudden they, they no, die. No, it's, lit, it's little things along the way, like, you'll see, yeah, with his sister film, yeah. and she's got, like, a bad boyfriend and whatnot. Then you have someone who, like, develops cancer and it's all yeah. it's all very sort of small things along the way. But then even... Exactly. The thing that got me about this was how time travel was used because he's not going back to change big parts of history. He's going back to make a girl like him. He's going yeah. back to see his dad. He's going back just to, to redo the same day just to live again. He's going back to help his sister. Yeah. He's got, he, but then, I mean, right at the beginning of the film, his dad says, you can't go back. And was he says he says you can't go back and uh, kill Hitler, mm. and you can't go back, and um, is it like shag Marilyn Monroe or something? Helen of Troy. Helen of Troy, yeah. Don't know where that came from, but yeah. Um, so he, he can only go back in his in his own timeline, and he can't go forward. Mm. He can only go back to the present, yeah, and back to a specific memory in his past, which again is makes makes the story flow a lot. Because can you imagine if it, if it was a, more mm. of a time trial, you can go in the future. Yeah. How convoluted would, would that have got? A lot, I think. It would have been too much, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I think I also love the fact that he's, he can't go back after certain points. Like, you can't go back when you've had a kid. Like, that's like a yes. fixed point in time, which I think was such an interesting twist because I never would have thought yeah. to travel like that. Because, yeah, it's the whole thing of that specific... The butterfly effect. Yeah, but it's also like... Yeah. I know the whole thing of like that specific moment is when you have that specific child because that's the way that nature works. But you you wouldn't have thought that about time travel mm. and the fact that you have to be so satisfied with your your choices up until that point. But even if, if later on yeah. there was something that you wanted to go back for, you couldn't. But just like the film, which is a really good point, like you just made. Just just like the film as a, as a film mm. and and the plot simultaneously run, you. You're, you're sort of watching it... Oh, I had a really good point then. I forgot <laughs> This happened last time we did the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no, that's what I was going to say, yeah. So, as, as a film, it also is flowing at this pace of kind of... Uh, sort of laid out by its sort of precursor of Boy Meets Girl. Yeah. And... Even the film, I guess, in the plot doesn't know where it's going to take him, just like how the main character doesn't allow that because he's constantly going back and changing sort of mixed things. And mm. as an audience, or me when I was watching it, just like the film and just like the main character, I could not guess what was going to happen. Mm. So, I, I, so yeah, the, the whole thing with Rachel McAdams' character and there's a bit at the, at the beginning of the films, as you were saying earlier, he goes and helps out a mate. Cause basically, what I know, this is the one thing they did really well. They met perfectly the first time you're so mad about this I'm, I'm mad but I, I think it's 
I, I, again, it's, it's, it was very funny the way they, they managed mm. them to finally meet. And But I guess it is that it really nails down that thing of the choices that we make and the small decisions could have massive impacts. Yes. So, yeah, he, he moves in, Tim moves in with this guy who is dad's mate, but not really. He's basically like a uh, a, a playwright. Mm. And he's really, he's one of the funniest characters in it because he's very deadpan. Harry, yeah. Yeah, he's very deadpan. Um, he's very rude. Um, he's just not a very nice bloke. Really sarky. Mm. Doesn't even like any of the his family or friends or anything. It does, it's kind of, he's very bitter. Doesn't yes. really like his own plays. No. Doesn't really like anything. He's, he's very artsy. He's just, he just comes up. He's a very nice... Um, nihilistic, narcissistic character, mm. and he's moved in with Tim, who's really upbeat, awkward, <laughs> Timmy such guy. different personalities. Yeah. And um, so he goes on this blind date, literally a blind date, with his yeah. best mate Jay. Because they're in this like this. These are these are real things that like you go in. Yeah, and Callum went to one. Yeah. Yeah, so you're in darkness the whole time, and you go for dinner. And there's literally, like, no lights. It's I don't know how you can eat, you can drink. I, I well, wouldn't feel comfortable the, doing apparently it. Apparently the idea of it is if you take all of your other senses around you, mm. you'll be able to focus more on your taste. And It's probably true, to be fair. I mean, probably. The food probably tastes aspects. a lot better in the dark. Yeah. Without, I mean, obviously sort of sound because you're on a date or whatever. But I guess so, so it's, you're supposed to do it for the food reason and, again, drifting, and you're supposed to do it for the date reason so you can fall in love with the personality and you can fall in love with the food. It's a mm. beautiful idea. And in the film, his mate Jay, who's a bit of a womaniser, um, playboy kind of character, you know, the typical sort of... Um, typical, he's very funny. But, yeah, but typical he's, guy he's in a playboy. His yeah, but he's a playboy that doesn't get anywhere with women because he... <laughs> He, he he oversells himself and he's he's not even the best looking. He's just really he's he's awkward, but he's he's like Tim, but he thinks he's got the gift of the gab and he thinks yeah. he he thinks he's like Brad Pitt when he's not. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like literally, and he, and, they, and they go into this um, blind date, and that's where he meets um, Mary. Mary, which is Rachel McAdams' character, which is his love interest throughout the whole film, and um, it's really interesting because there's a whole about like I don't know five minute segments where you just you all you see is pitch black yeah. and you just hear them talk you hear jay hitting on his mate uh, joanna uh, joanna which is mary's mate and you hear, hear tim and mary connect mm. on a really funny awkward yeah. date level yeah. and um you all you see as an audience is a, is a time in the bottom corner so sort of yeah mm, and they come out and then they see each other, and that is very this sort of the, the the standard sort of romantic trope of like oh, and you know they get each other's number, and they both sort of say I really hope I see you again. Mm. But then he goes <laughs> home, and then his nihilistic, narcissistic housemate, the playwright Harry, Harry, uh, he comes in buzzing, and Harry sat there like oh, my play opening weekend was a complete disaster. One of my leading actors actors forgot their lines and just, and like just the sat most there important for, scene yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah the most crucial scene in his play and he and he forgot about um like five minutes of mm. crucial dialogue at the end and um tim thought don't worry about that mate I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll cover it yeah i'll cover it i'm gonna go fix it and he's like how, how, how are you gonna do that because no one else knows about the time travel other than the the, the, mm. the men in that family yeah so so yeah so he goes back um, and at first he, he picks the wrong guy on stage and it's very funny he's like oh no 
and then he goes and he finally gets the right one. He, he manages to get the guy to remember his lines. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. And then he looks at his phone and oh, he goes to yeah. find Mary's number and it's not there. Yeah. Because that eventuality has been erased from time because mm. he prioritised the one set of events over the other. So that perfect, that, that absolutely perfect intro, absolutely perfect moment, perfect meeting between two people mm. who the film would suggest that fate decides that they are perfect for each other is now gone forever. Mm-hmm. That, that, that starting point is gone. And it's really interesting because it just kind of goes to prove time travel never got him up to that point. No. That was purely natural. He didn't need time travel to meet her. He no. met her. Exactly. If he'd gone to play originally, then he never would have known about her. Yeah. So maybe... Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe it's making a point of um, following your natural course in life, mm. uh, not straying from the path or, or just taking every day as... A, I mean, yeah, take every day. That is one of the main points. I mean, it kind of really, really... I'm going to DVL a little bit now. Yeah, um, yeah. No, no, Please it, do. it reminds me of a book called The Midnight Library, which okay. a lot of people have read it because it was very hyped a few months ago. And that basically, it starts off with someone who is going to commit suicide because, you know, they're so... It starts off heavy. I know, but no, it's a really good Wowie. book. Um, and basically, sort of, they, you sort of, it has the first bit's like so many hours before, so many hours before, like, they happen. You sort of see kind of why, why they're so down, what's happening in their life and whatnot. And then... When they, I think they overdose on pills, I think. And when right. they're sort of like going unconscious, they end up, they wake up in the midnight library. And basically the whole part is that each like segment of the book, you follow a life they could have had if certain things had been changed. Like if one of them, cool. um, the main character, I mean, spoilers, um, in one of them, the main character is married um, to someone that she went out with, but it didn't work out in her time. Whereas in this one, they're married, they've got a pub together and they had this, mm. this life. And then the other one, they're because they were really good at swimming when they were younger. They kept it up, they could have gone to the Olympics. And it's all the little segments if, if their life had gone certain ways. And it reminds it's, me a lot of that, because yeah. obviously you don't know what path is right. And like the whole thing about it is that they're told this like their final, this is their second chance at life, like that. Their, their current timeline, they're unconscious and whatnot. They've got a chance to wake up and stay there, or they can move into one of these. But like in each one of the the different lives it, for it when you first get in there it all seems perfect and oh my god i could be so happy here yeah. but then as you go more into it there are certain parts of it where the character feels really like this but this doesn't feel right this is amazing but it doesn't quite this was something missing here so it's kind of how do you balance your fate mm. from feeling yeah because if uh do you know what i mean like if, if you can think that your life should go one way mm. but really naturally it should go another mm. if that makes sense yeah it's that whole thing as well you know when like if you went after like a, your dream job <coughs> and you thought in your head it's everything you ever wanted it to be but you get in there and it's just not it's the whole expectation versus reality thing really yeah. but it's not what you imagined no not, yeah and it's then you start to rethink well is it just what I, is it actually what i want or is it just what i think i want and mm. It's down the whole segment, but what really made me think of it is when you were saying about the importance of everyday life. One of my favourite quotes from it is, I don't remember who said it or whatnot, but the quote is, oh, um, oh it's going on, that's, that's gone. Um, oh, never underestimate the, uh, the big importance of small things. Mm. 
which I, that really stuck out yeah. to me when I read it. And it was is exactly true. It is the, the little things that make the biggest make, difference. Yeah. And, and you, I mean, in, in, in the film and, and, and that quote, you can take that two ways. You can take it in, in the sense of, like, every little thing we do can lead to big consequences. Mm. You know, like, small, small, um, small beginnings, big future, you know. Mm. But you can also look at it like it does in the film in both ways, or both senses of the word. So there's a, there's a bit in it when um, his dad gives him some advice, and he says... And I was going to move on to this slightly later because we haven't spoken about the middle of the film, but you, why you've, why you've sort of brought it up now. There's a bit where... Because um, obviously his dad tells him about his power, mm-hmm. but then he also says, um, I've not told you the biggest secret yet. Yeah. And he's sort of like, oh, God, it, what, you know... What, what else could be like flying, you know? <laughs> and all you see is Tim, the main character, live a really mundane day. He goes to work. Mm. Uh, he hasn't sort of just... He lived, it's it's sort of that from that mundane point of view, just nine to five life. Yeah, he literally getting home to the missus or yeah. the kids, yeah. and then going to sleep, and yeah. then the miss, and then his Rachel McAdams, his character Mary, goes, uh, "Good day," and he and he's sort of like, "No, it wasn't that good." Mm. And then he he goes back, relives the exact same day, and right at the beginning of like right at the beginning of that scene. The monologue comes on. He says, "The my my dad's secret was to live to do to uh, to relive the same day twice. Yeah. The first one to to live it as mundanely as possible to get mm. through it, and then the second one is to find beauty in the little things in that day to oh, make it yeah. great. I love that. I really. It's love one of my favorite that. scenes. He goes back, relives exact same day. So there's a bit like there's a bit on where two bits struck out to me, like the way he. Walks in and on the first time, the first go around to the cafe, orders mm. his food and drink, and yeah. then doesn't crack a smile, and just sort of nods and goes, yeah. As, on as the second, do. yeah, like everyone does, like in London on the tube or whatever. Oh yes. Uh, or when they're rushing to get, a, you know, espresso or whatever, and on the second time round, uh, he goes in there. He got a big smile on his face. He goes, oh, you know. Uh, and that bumbly sort of attitude, and 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 the waitress responds, gives him a smile, and mm. he's like, "Thank you very much. Have a lovely day." Mm. And then she starts smiling, and then there's also another really cool bit on the um, train on the way back from his job. On the first try round, there's a really got there's a guy listening to music with his headphones on, <laughs> and um, it's like sort of like rocky sort of guitar mm. music, um, and he kind of finds it a bit annoying. He's like, I, rolls his eyes. On the second go round, he starts air guitaring, yeah. and he just—it's it, just—and it—it—it it just goes to show that, that that is the best way to live your life is to just make most of every little thing, mm. every everything that everything can make a difference. Yeah, and and that, as you were saying, the butterfly effect—it can make a difference in a massive way, mm. or it can make a difference to someone else, yeah. and it can make a difference just in how you perceive life. And um, yes, it is a film that makes you think. But yeah, I, I want I want to talk about the, the the sort of the second and third act. Yeah. Um, with the uh, so there's two main things is they get obviously they get married, mm. and then they have one child, and we've already sort of touched upon it. But then also the sister, um, they kind of merge into the same sort of act. There's this bit bit in the middle which is basically about the the child, the raising the family and the sister's 
problems, struggles, yeah, yeah struggles. Mm-hmm. And she she sort of says to him, oh, "I'm I'm that one in the family that loses her way, mm. never really belonged. It's yeah, destined like, to have a life because." She just gets tripped up by life all the time. Yeah, it's, it's not like no she one. had a bad childhood. She loves her family. She gets on well with them. Yeah. But she's, never, she's always struggled more to, to find a job she enjoys, to stay in one place, to have a nice boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Just everything seems to come so naturally to other people she really struggles to find. But what's interesting is, and what's really clever about the film, you don't need time travel to get that. No. Because Tim didn't. I mean, he used it in the end for the best. But mm. he didn't, it proves that she didn't, didn't either. Yeah. In a way. Mm. Because she managed to get that life in the end. Yeah, because when he went to go back and trying to help her, then he messed with time and he lost his kid. Yeah. Like, but then he let things occur naturally and she has to learn from her own mistakes. I mean, yes, yeah. It's also the thing of the quick band-aid, isn't it? Like the mm. quick fix from the... They've got to learn from it. Exactly, and yeah. And you've got to make sure that they know what, what they did was wrong. And he, he got over his... He got in over his head with the time travel thing and he thought he could do a quick fix, like you said, mm. go back in time, fi- fix the error so that everything could be the exact same and she'd be in a better job and a happy relationship, not drinking and taking drugs yeah. and not going to get really seriously injured in a car crash. She doesn't yeah. die in the car crash. She no. just is a very serious moment because that's... her how her life ended up. Yeah. It, it was a train wreck. It, it was literally a metaphorical train wreck. It reminds me of those films where they, those cats have the moments where they think one thing, they have an accident or whatever, and they're close to death yeah. and whatnot, and they see life in a whole new way. Yeah. It was that kind of idea. Exactly. And, and, and at first she didn't get that because he thought, hang on a minute, I'm just going to take you back in time and we can fix this. No, sorry, he went back in on his own and thought he'd try and fix it. And then he went back mm. with her. After she'd no no sorry they went back with her, she punched him in the head. <laughs> the, so the, the, the 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 boyfriend who who, he, who she met right in the very first scene of the film at yes. the New Year's party. Yes. And then um, he was like, uh, "There you go, sorted." And he comes back. He goes to collect his kid from from the living room or the lounge or whatever. Yeah. And it's a completely different child. It's switched genders. It's no longer yeah. a girl. It's a boy. It's not yeah. his little girl. It's a boy. Yeah. And he's like, oh my, you you stay right there, little man. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I mean, go, sorry. It, it's kind of comical the way it's presented, but it's very moving. It's like, mm. oh my God, he's just lost. He basically lost a child. Yeah. He's lost his, the child that he was been raised. Yeah, I think even the kid was only maybe like two, but yeah. it's still you spend two years getting to know them and caring yeah. for them or not to have someone else come in. Come in and and just take his place. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when you find out with um, the one of the most important bits in the film. When you have a kid, you can't go back past its birth. Mm. What was it? Is that it? Yeah, because then he just when he tried to go back past the birth to help his sister, but then right. because of that, he would have had a completely different baby. Which I do, I do get it because it's like a sperm and, and yeah. And it, but I, that's yeah. The, this is the thing that always trips me up. But I I get it, and I think it's really clever. But also. Someone you affecting someone else's actions shouldn't affect yours, in that way. But I guess it might because it is that butterfly effect. Well, yeah, we we so. we have no idea. No, I know, but I mean, so if he, if he one day saved a man in the street from falling over or whatnot, and the man mm. then suddenly goes and gets married, like I don't know where I was going with that. But well, no, but it's like say where we are now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our lovely few, our li- <laughs> lovely viewers. Listeners can't see me, but if I spent the whole podcast sat on a chair 
rather than a bed, mm. uh, I walk down the stairs out the front door to the car soon. Mm. That can have a massive impact so at some point. We 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 won't know about it. Maybe That's you really go a diff- Yeah, maybe you go a different way home. Yeah. Um, because of the time different, uh, the, the time difference. I'm surprised you stayed in part of a different route here. Well, yeah, <laughs> but that might have been what, what because I was late. And because there was a bus that came, you said, I don't like buses. Yeah. Now, if you just don't know, maybe, maybe we'd have ended up in a bus accident. You just don't know these Possibly. things, mate. Oh, my no God, don't make me think. Every, now you're going weird. down the route, everything happens for a reason. Well, well, does it? But my point is, I mean, I think that fate is a definite thing. Yeah, but my middle, point is, I reckon middle. every little thing, like you said, little things are big, big consequences. But, yeah, so he reaches a point... It is the point of the film where you learn maybe one of the biggest um, plot twists. You cannot go past his... He can't go back past his kid's birth without changing the birth of his kids. Yeah. So he, he learns. He's like, oh, I can't believe I've done that, you know. So he takes that and he goes back mm. to the car crash. Yeah. To fix his altercation. Well, so, to make sure she doesn't get in that yeah. situation to begin with. Yeah, 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 but but what I'm saying is, she ends up he ends up changing it back to its original format, yeah, and then just sitting with her in the hospital mm. until she herself changes her own mind and says, yes. oh, "No, I will, I will stop drinking, I will do this, I will get get rid of my abusive boyfriend, mm. I will try and find a better job, I will try harder to do things that aren't self destructive in life," and that's where you see the change in her life. Yeah. She has to be the one to do it herself. She can't. Yeah. She can't just think it because she's programmed thinking she needs to exactly. do it for herself. She she ends up gets uh, she ends up getting introduced to Jay. Yeah. The the sleazy strange. guy not sleazy not sleazy he just like, he has that aura like, doesn't he Yeah. He it, has that it, annoying boy aura. It's that sort of like um, fuck boy attitude, but he's not because he doesn't get anywhere. It's like it's all talk. Yeah, it's all talk, no yeah. walk. Yeah. Um, he, he ends up getting with her. Um, so that's kind of that kind of act, sort of ramifications of time mm. travel. Yeah. And the the sister's story and the raising of uh, kids and having to deal with the fact that you might not have the same kid now because you, you mess with time. It's so strange. Yeah. And then you've got the last act, uh, which really beautifully rounds up the story, which is the dad... Oh, played by Bill Nye, which is so good, so sad. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even find it. I wasn't. I didn't find it sad. I, I found bits of it sad, but I found it very uplifting and and comforting. Re- it was a really rewarding payoff. Mm. The film had such a rewarding payoff. Oh, definitely. A lot of films that definitely. have that sort of deal with sort of just like everyday life and things and rom coms, they always end on either a note that's way too happy, way too sad, way too depressing, or just completely ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas this one ended perfectly. I can't yeah. imagine something in any way. And um, yeah, so basically the dad, again, I'm just, I keep talking. Do you want, do you want to tell this bit? No, no, you go. Sorry. Sure? Yeah, you go. Yeah, so the dad, he, and bearing in mind, this has been set up from the very first day. It's very cleverly and subtly done. There's always a scene in the film where they're playing table tennis. Oh, yeah. And there's always a scene where they're in the drawing room. or mm. I mean, they're a very, very like, middle-class family, aren't they, <laughs> like, from Cornwall. They've got a massive house. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they've got like a drawing room, like a study room. Yeah, it's his like reading. A massive I've ground. always thought of it as like his reading room. Yeah, it's reading just for, room. It's just for the books. Everyone's just well. Books. It's because he says. It's amazing. It's because it, well, he says right at the beginning of the film, doesn't he? He says um, when he tell, tells Tim about the the time travel thing, uh, Bill Nye's character, the dad, sort of is. He sort of goes, oh no, like don't use it for money because I've never met a rich man who's who's not. Who's been happy? Yeah. You should do it. Or you should use it to uh, concentrate on what you find happiness in life. Mm, exactly. Um, and he said, you know, uh, there's people in this family who did go looking for money and ended up ruining their lives because of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his dad. He spent. He, when he says, so, 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 what did you do with this gift? He said, I read. Yeah. I read every book a man could read twice. Yeah. And he read Charles Dickens three times. Yeah. That would be so be me, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. It so would. Me. You'd read every book. So he obviously, all this knowledge and things. Um, and it, there's a little sort of hints about, about him sort of smoking and him, uh, you know, no, no one's perfect. Everyone has a vice at the end of the day. Mm. Um, obviously, like, uh, but there's, there's always, it always seemed to go back to two scenes with the dad. It was always in the drawing room. Yeah. Table tennis room. Yeah, table tennis. Like in the basement or the the lift or whatever lift. Basement. <laughs> uh, what's the word? I'm like, garage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and play, play a bit of ping pong. So yeah, they cut. They get a message from the the, the, the mum who's really really well played. Everyone is so perfectly cast in this film. Oh it's yeah, really cast are amazing. Yeah, and it's like oh, you know, yeah, you 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 know, you, your dad's got cancer. Mm. And um, it's very it's very sad and moving and that and then they they go into the drawing room and he's and that's that's where he tells him the, the biggest secret of happiness. Yeah. We live every day twice, and then I think the biggest key point is that we're sort of invited to believe that Tim spent a lot of time during bef- uh, before during and after the funeral going back to his dad because mm. he was the scenes in it where he'd go he'd be in the present day. And he'd go back to the drawing room, or yeah. the te- or the ping pong room. Yeah, just go and, back to see him. Yeah, and the 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 dad would know. Mm. He'd be like, "So where have you come from?" Yeah. And there's a really pointed it's a bit where he's one. yeah, where he finally where he says it, and he and Tim finally says, "You, you know your your funeral," mm. and he's like, and there's a bit of a comic bit like a, a, a comical bit where he's like. Oh, did did they play a certain song? Oh, what? How was your uncle's suit or something? And he's like, oh, dad, it's fine. We've don't worry about it. We got it. But um, I like the little details like that. It's very very well done. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the main thing in this story, and it ties up everything in the story. Uh, sorry, in this act, this part of the act ties up everything in the previous three acts. Yeah. Does, Mary wants another child, mm. but if he agrees to have another child, when that child is born, he can no longer visit his dad. It's so sad. And that is what is heartbreaking, and that is yeah. what always really moves me to tears. And it moved me to tears, <laughs> tears today. And I had to go for a sneaky fag and pretend I was watching the football so no one could see me cry. <laughs> I mean, That's really bad. Could isn't it? Have cried. It's fine. Yeah, I, I didn't want them seeing me cry. <laughs> I don't mind you seeing me cry. But yeah, um, and it re- always gets me. And it's just when you think this film is going a certain way, it just completely mm. pulls the rug out in the best way possible. And um, yeah, he he ends up having to say goodbye 
to his dad so he can have another child. Sadly. So he can concentrate on the present and mm. letting go of the past. Yeah. And that is kind of what the, the, the overall theme is in the act. You've got to let go of these things and not regret and move yeah, forward. Yeah, don't think Move forward in time, them. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so, so he does. He has another kid and um, says goodbye to his dad. But it's a very nice and touching moment when they go back mm. to, to, the, to the ping pong room. And he says, oh, yeah, she's due. Well, I know. It's like, time's up. Like, this yeah, is literally, this is like, it. time's up. Nothing. I can't do anything more. This is my last time seeing yeah. you. We've had all this extra time, but yeah. it's fine. And he's like, so anything you want to do? And he says, like, a kiss would be nice. And they sort of give each other a hug and a kiss. And he asks him, like, is there anything you want to do one more time while, yeah. while, while we have this? Well, while we can, yeah. While we can, yeah. And then he says, well, there's, a, there's one little thing we can do. I want to go on a walk. And if we're careful, it shouldn't mess with anything. Mm. And then it pans to him. So, so they both go in the, in the dark room. Yeah. They both time travel back. And they go back to the beach when Tim's a young boy. And they're running about. Skimming stones. Skimming stones, having a laugh. And that was clearly the happiest moment of his dad's life. Yeah. And it's very moving stuff. Very, very poignant, very moving letting go of the past so you can move forward and then yeah the rest of the film is about a 15 minute segment of them of all the characters just living their day-to-day life yeah it's just so simple just so simple and then the the, the sort of the closing monologue is sort of uh, everyone is i think it's something like everyone we're all moving forward in time yeah exactly um you have to live, make the most of every single day count. And it's funny because at the end, he lets go of his time tra- travel as well. He says, he says he doesn't go back. No. He never goes back anymore. He only lives every day once. Yeah. And um, he only, he, you know, he, he focuses on the there and now. He doesn't see any need in going back because he'll miss things and, and he doesn't want the option to do things again because it will change things. Yeah. He wants He's everything. Happy He's Yeah. And he, he, he reaches happiness. He does, naturally. Naturally. Without meddling with time, he gets there. He gets where he was always going in the whole film. Mm. And that about sums it up. (laughs) I know I've probably just sat here and given like a thing, but just some of the themes in it are are really, really just so touching. It is just a beautiful film in general. Like, I I, I think, I I dabble in and out of rom-coms. Sometimes I think they're comical. I Mm. laugh when I should probably be crying. Yeah, yeah. but this they're very good or they're very bad. Yeah, I mean, some some of them, I laughed at Farnostas. Not because it was bad, because I found the pre-funeral funny, because they were Yeah, see, this is, this is the thing. I, I think... Um, I didn't mind the book. I just think it's quite sadistic and weird to... In a, in a, in a sort of a... I don't know. I, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what, from a writer's perspective, when you have... When you build... Oh, I remember seeing another film really similar. When you build up this main character mm. and all his characters and then one of them dies and it just, it's just this tragic thing. And there's no life lesson in it. It's just them dealing with grief and it's just like... It's just really... It's just... It's an awful watch or an awful read and like you don't, you don't even know what the takeaway is from it other than pure audience manipulation to cry. Well, it not, just feels it's like it's just... But it's sort of encouraging that form of emotion, that's all. Yeah, 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 but, but it's not done naturally. Like I feel like no. about time is done beautifully and naturally, like life is yeah. natural. But yeah, you wouldn't have thought beginning that all that was going to happen. No, you move with the film. Yeah. You literally, this is what I love about it, you, 
you think the film is going one way. And, and as I said to you, I, I was saying this to Bronnie, I was thinking, I was coming up, as, as so was the film in a way, I was moving exactly with the film as the audience, and I was thinking, oh, oh, oh my God, like, maybe he's going to go back, help his sister, and he never would have met his wife. Yeah. And you sort of think of all these things, uh, then you think, hang on a minute, someone's going to die. I mean, which in the in in the end one did, but it was it was really beautifully done. And it wasn't just pulling the rug out. Mm. It wasn't just complete. We want a we want a, a scene in this where we're going to get the audience to tears. Yeah, because it's been set up no. from the very first scene with his yeah, dad. Which is how you know it's a good film. It's not just there because for the sake of it making people cry, it's yeah. there for a reason. And exactly. cry, it's just a bonus. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't kill him off in a plot twist. No, like in Fault in Our Stars. You're led to believe that she's the one to die, and then they were like, "Oh no, he's gonna die," and then they well, end up both dying anyway. That was a decent marketing thing. It makes you think that it's gonna be one thing; it's just another. But yeah, I guess so. I just, I just thought it was completely un- unnecessary. Mm. But I mean, maybe it's personal preference. I, I just don't understand. Oh, I don't know, just those sort of films. like... That's fair enough. And if I find another one, I'll get you to watch it and see what you think. But I do know yeah. what you mean. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, it probably is just personal preference. I, I just hate it when they pull these massive, big death scenes or tragic scenes for out of nowhere of for the sake of yeah. it, for, for a plot device. Yeah, that's so so the audience uh, sort of, it's almost as that, you know, in theatres. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I mean, theatres fine. Or like, sort of like a live audience where they hold yeah. up a sign and say laugh. Yeah. They hold up a sign at the side. Uh, uh, sign at the side? A sign. <laughs> At the side to say cry, yeah, cheer, clap. Yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. that the writer is going, right, you're going to laugh at this moment, you're going to cry at this moment, you're going to cheer at this moment. It's like don't tell people what to think. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell me how I should feel. No. And that's probably why you laughed at it. That's probably why I did too at the film. I said mm. I'm not going to bow into this. No, I only laughed because all my friends were in tears, and I thought that it was funny how they had a pre-funeral because they were told they should be in tears because of the subject matter. In yeah. the first place. And I was just, yeah. Whereas if you if you bond with it, you'll cry. If you think through such a story, you'll cry. Like, mm. it's okay if you don't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So. But, but I mean, obviously I'm not talk, talking about Fort and Our Stars today. I will say that it, as a film, it's original because I've never seen anything done like it. Mm. But I hate it for that as well because I think it's just pure... Let's see how many ways we can distress an audience well, I, I in think, one sitting on purpose be... to sell books and, yeah. fi- and films and to sell a, a dying love. I think it's quite sadistic. I mean, from what I remember, it's kind of it's based on a true story of someone. Right. Not not completely not with the love, but just sort of them having cancer and whatnot, and they all being involved and whatnot. But mm. um, I think we should do a whole episode on Fortnite stars. Maybe talking about how. Yeah, maybe. Different. different yeah. We could talk about adaptations in terms of like. <coughs> to film and yeah. also like what, what you want to change about it like book and film yeah definitely so. I mean I've I've read the book and watched the film and again it's not a book I'd read but I sort of really liked the girl in school and she told us to read <laughs> really? it really yeah I, I won't go into it on the podcast oh. the, the things we do for, for a crush eh? but yeah <laughs> and, I, and I read it and I, and I watched the film I didn't watch it when it came in the cinema I watched it afterwards and um, I didn't mind the book. I thought the book was pretty well. I, I, I was more moved to the book. Mm. Um, even though I had some problems with the book, I, yeah. I was a lot more moved. Yeah, um, I was. I even shed a tear in the book. But the film, I just thought, 
this is just narcissistic. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, this is this isn't my kind of thing at all. Um, but and it really annoyed me because like you could just sort of hear, and you can always see it coming. All these people going like going to it just just to to weep and cry. And mm. It's like why would you? No. Like it's, it's a lovely not. emotion letting out a tear, but like for for an hour and a half of just not pure. Not what you're doing. No, no. Yeah, it's. I think there's something weird about that. Just as I said, there's another thing. I can't remember what it's called now, and it is literally. It's like she wakes up and she's in a coma, mm. and and she's sort of view, viewing her death or her life. Oh, or oh, um, uh, if I stay. Yeah, maybe. That's that is that has got that premise. Something if like that's that. not the one you're thinking of. It is the same premise. It's got the girl from Kickass in it. Yeah, yeah. If I stay. Is it the one? Yeah. yeah, and she falls in love with this guy who's in like a band. Yeah. And like it's like, like her granddad's at the deathbed at the end. And that for me as well. That was one of, again one of those films that it was just there to, to audiences to laugh, to cry, to cry. Mm. You should be cheering at this bit. You should be getting angry at this bit. You should be crying. It's like how can you watch a film like that? No, exactly. But again, I watched it because someone <laughs> I was sort of talking to said it's a good film. <laughs> but, so um, you'll do anything for girl tells you to do it. Probably. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm very similar to Tim, I guess. In, in, in no, I'm not. I mean. Young, Elements, young, and yeah. and sort of just sort of, you know, just going through it, you know, yeah, going through life, going through the motions. <laughs> but um, but about time it does it so flawlessly because the film also it also comes across as the film doesn't know where it's going because yeah. it because cha- it changes course and dependent it does. on all the time on, yeah, on on how much he changes time. Mm. Yeah, um, and how, what the impact of his decisions on his life and everybody else's lives. Yeah, it's just a constant. Yeah. And, and there is a death in it. There mm. is a death because obviously yeah, you know it's it, there's not it's not a there's not a film about life that doesn't involve a death in it. No, death death is a normal natural part of life. Completely yeah, normal. But what's sad interesting is normal. It is sad, but you don't. That's not the bit you cry at. No. That's the bit you feel heart warmed at because yeah. he still went back and he goes back and it like he always he's always visiting his dad. And mm, yeah, just yeah. just things like that, and and you, you it's very uplifting. Mm. Even after his death, you don't even. As, for me, I didn't feel sad that he died. No, I've more felt sad of the fact that he had to make that choice about him or the baby. Yeah. Um. But his it's dad so dying hard. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't so just hard. sort of pulled out, and you weren't expected to laugh or cry. You you were expected to deal with it how you would deal with life. Mm. You would just move forward. Yeah, exactly. And then and that's basically how the film closes and I think yeah I don't know what else to say more about the film I think it's no, I one think, of the best films I've ever seen yeah I of think all time. we can relate it back to six in a way because obviously they both we'll make tie you... this in well, yeah, just like just... we tied at one that's like the film tied the film in itself in yeah I mean I'm just in terms of like obviously the the film it makes you think about life and the importance of it but similar with six in terms of like the upliftingness mm. and that makes you think in a different way you wouldn't think about things before like the messages and it just it just makes yeah. you think about things that you wouldn't have thought about before like obviously very different you don't go into six and you come out thinking I've all that I've got this information about life and the way to look at it yeah but it's a similar kind of thing it makes you look at things from a different perspective which I think is always important exactly and and this and this is my point of it being smart and clever and, and thinking about life and using emotions to make you think mm. and using emotions to make you see life from a different perspective yeah and I don't want to keep going back to it. 
I mean, I mean, six was amazing, and it made me feel uplifting. But I mean, I I, I don't want to go back to Fortnite Stars or no. If I fall, if I stay, if I stay, <laughs> but there is nothing in there which I can take away. No. Other than the fact that having cancer is awful. Yeah. But we know that anyway. We do. I mean, we don't personally know it because we don't go through it. No. We know that. We don't need to be told to cry at something we already know is sad yeah i mean i get that it encourages you to cry but you don't have to but at the same time yeah you have that encouragement to exactly stick to that emotion it's so like, but... it's, imagine in six if um there was a bit where <laughs> amberlyn comes out and and they playfully chop off her head yeah and then there's a guy at the side saying cry or boo and the whole crowd went boo yeah. That would completely take away from, yeah. from everything. Or it's even as though, like, when there's a bit, it again, perfectly ties into what I said about Fortnite Stars and about time, at the end of about the importance of not mm. being drip-fed yes. and thinking for yourself yes. and life. Yes, 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 yes. At the end of six, when you're, when you're in that, that uplifting mood, you're not allowed to take photos and videos, everyone at the end, without fail, stood up, danced yes. and clapped. And they weren't told to. They did it because it was a natural reaction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Queen's encouraging you at the end. They're like, oh, yeah, clap your hands and whatnot. But, yeah, they're not telling you you need to do it now. They're encouraging yeah. you. But because you have that mindset, you can still... You, you want to do it more than not. Exactly. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're not being sort of led or manipulated to, to do that because it's necessary because you're being told to or force-fed to you. I, we got up and clapped and danced and we yelled woohoo because it was one of the best feelings of serotonin you'll ever get. I'm just so happy that you feel the same. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how I felt at the end of uh, About Time. I wanted to, I mean, I, I, I cried. And I don't think it was even sad crying. I think it was sad. I, I cried because I was removed. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't like someone died and I was like, I can't believe they killed him off, like in another film we've mentioned. Yes. It was more like... Wow, like what, what, if, what experience? What, what if I just experienced? What if I yeah, just witnessed? I mean, it made me think about life, like regret, not changing, bit fate, and 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 everything. Mm. And I don't, I don't think you necessarily have to be an emotional person to understand that. I mean, I'm not an emotional or, person, but I get it. Yeah, and have you cried at that time? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't think there's any film I've actually ever cried at. Really? Yeah, TV wow. has, theatre has. TV has, yeah. Um. I was too happy to cry at the end of... I've never cried so much out of happiness. I've cried when I've been shocked. And yeah. I've cried when I've been in a low point mm. in my life. I, but, I mean, in terms of media, I've I've only ever cried when I've been moved. And not yeah. necessarily a sad way. Yeah. In like an actual touch, like, I, I can't explain it kind of way. Literally me at six yesterday... Yeah. But I mean, because the show means so much to me or not, but it's like, you know how uplifting Don't Lose Your Head is? Mm. I didn't realise I was crying. Um, yeah. My eyes were wet after X, Y. I think it was, it was the final one. I'd been moving. It was in my hometown. I had such an amazing three weeks with, I said, with them, you know what I mean? Um, seeing them and whatnot and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I had a, I had just silent tears rolling down. It was obviously wearing very masks and it wasn't until... I felt it, like, fall down my face and into the mask. I was like, hang on, hello, yeah. <laughs> what was this for? But I think it was just... I wasn't sure whether it was happy or sad tears. I was just so involved and in it, invested in it, yeah, and it was just so comfortable, and it was, I think it was thought of it being over was just so overwhelming. 
Yeah, it's when that when they when when the curtain came down, that was almost that 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 for you was almost like after the film after the credits roll. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, you 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 have this the the weird mix of emotions. Mm. Um, it's like when you when you come out of a film that's really really good, you're like, oh my god, I want to see it again, but it was amazing. I want to see it again, but and it was amazing. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah, that's it's yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I mean, I guess like in life and like in about time, we all have personal preferences as well, mm. and uh, we all we all get moved by different things. And I'm not saying people who cry that are thought in our stars are some sort of... I'm not saying that they're <laughs> brain-dead idiots It's who, just all personal preference. Yeah. I just... Yeah, 100%. You know, I don't like the film. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm not going to have a go at people who do like no, it. No. Because exactly. that's not how I roll. No, and it's exactly. some part that could be really moving for someone. Mm. Maybe someone has cancer, I don't know. Yeah. But as a crit- I guess as a critique, like we well, we can kind of call ourselves critiques now, can't we? We can, yeah. I say um, we are. I think, I think yeah. as long as you go about, anyone can be critiques, but you've got to do it in a constructive in way. A constructive don't way, just say, yeah, oh, not... it was bad. Like, why no. was it bad? Really think about why exactly. you have that opinion. And I think when we do more of these sort of film reviews or whatever, or film yes. sort of talks, like we all do one about Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, and I'll go. I'll go more into it because there was a lot of things in there I liked. It was more about that sort of sadness manipulation, but I mean, yeah, my biggest takeaway from from this podcast really is definitely go and watch Six, <laughs> um, and definitely please, I urge people to watch About Time because you'll you will be moved. I mean, oh, you, I mean, you might not like it. You might think it's load of shine, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you, I think, I think. It's just a really beautiful examination on the human condition and life in general. Mm. It's not... If you go into it thinking it's just your average rom-com, you it's are not, very no. well mistaken, like, in a good way, you're yeah, mistaken. Yeah, there's so much more to it yeah. than that, but... I mean, even the poster is so deceiving for it. Yeah. Because it's just the two... I guess, I mean, who I mean, who are the main characters, mate? I mean, you've got Tim as the main character. Tim. He's the monologue. He is who you yeah. see his life. That is everything builds around. I wouldn't even. I'd say the dad is probably more pre- prominent in the end of the story yeah, than, he's than the girlfriend. Yeah, definitely a main character. Yeah, definitely. Um, even the sister is a very, very big part. Mm. Um, I'd say the four main characters are the dad, the sister, Tim, and the girlfriend. Yeah, I do agree actually with that. Yeah. And that's where you kind of see all the different perspectives and the yeah. acts revolve around those four. Yeah, it's following them. But yeah, definitely watch it and definitely get tickets to your local theatre and see it. <laughs> I can't big that sharp enough. Um, just, um, I just kind of. I just. I love to meet uh, Vicky as well. That'd be well nice. I pro- yeah, I promise. Well, when when I get my sister to see her as well. Give yeah, some tips. well, when restrictions are lifted and stage doors allowed like properly, like obviously we were very lucky mm. for the interaction we had, which was like amazing of her to to do with everything. But yeah, we will go again so you can meet her properly. <laughs> yeah, I please. mean, I mentioned you in the podcast that she was in, so she knows who you are. Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course she did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically co-host. I did say that as well. I said you're basically co-host. Thank you. Um, I mentioned Hannah as well. But yeah. Or my yeah. sister or your mate. Your sister and well, I'm my mate, but oh, okay. both, yeah. Yeah, I think my sister wants to come on for one of your theatre chats. Yeah, I mean, you never know. If you keep doing these theatre ones, maybe I'll come on for one of them. I think you might. I think, I think you're itching to do it now. I think oh, you're I wanna... itching to come on for one. What? 
musicals will you recommend for me next? I mean, so um, I've, I already... I mean, on, on maybe screen, we'll start with, because the theatres are still a bit annoying to go to. Um, um, oh. So, I mean, the ones I want to go see are, are School of Rock, yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. Those are my two, because I like the films. But in terms yeah. of films, like, um, anything else? I've seen Les Mis. Yeah, that's the thing. There, um, there aren't actually a great deal just film musicals. Mm. Like, my favourite, I think, go-to is Great Showman. Mm. Um, that Les Mis. I really don't know, because I go see more musicals on stage than I do watch them on screen. Okay. You know what I said earlier? Um, I couldn't find a single uh, musical or musical theatre piece that I've not liked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to change that. Oh. Uh, do you like Mamma Mia? Yes. I've not seen the whole... I, mean, I think my mum made me watch it when I was very young. Not very young, but like when I was like 14, like 13, you know. But it's always on at work. Mm. Um, in the background or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not actually an ABBA fan. <laughs> so I don't like the music. Oh, controversial. That's as, as that's as controversial, mate, as you saying you don't like the does. Lion King. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but it's Mamma Mia, like. Yeah, I, and I, just the clips I've seen, I'm just I'm not into it at all. I think we'll have to watch that and see if your opinion changes. I mean, I could, yeah, it could change. I could become a massive ABBA fan after that. Yeah, I you mean, never know. Obviously, there are two mummies. I think the first one, I think, is just brilliant. Like my mum would go see it cinema eight times. Wow. Like, she absolutely loved it. So that's one of the more I remember really vividly. And I enjoyed the second one. Like, a majority of the music I really, um, I really enjoy, but... But they don't use the same songs as the first one? No, different different songs. Oh, OK. But right. I will say the second one, I, I do kind of want to an episode about this story-wise because some of the story points really irritate me because it's so... Because it's obviously based... Bef- a lot of it's based before the first one. Right, OK. So the first one... But can I just say my little rundown of what I think? <laughs> yeah. What I think happens: these three middle-aged women go to an island, and they all have sex with a guy. Um, and there's a lot of abba and singing and dancing, and everyone's in like, um, those weird Hawaiian fucking um necklaces. Um, they're sort of singing and dancing. Uh, there's a like four or five different marriages or something. <laughs> Some things go wrong, and then they all end up singing Super Trooper at the end. The second one. It's like set, isn't it? It's like 15 years later and there's like the daughter of one of the, the blokes played by either Piers Brosnan or let's be honest, just any of the James Bond lookalikes on the <laughs> island. Colin Firth's in there as well, of course he is. And isn't it the daughter trying to figure out who her dad was by the three middle-aged women? I can't remember which one's which. And then they sing like, oh yeah, like all the same sort of similar songs as from the first one, like Mamma Mia. And it's just about her trying to find out how her dad is. Isn't it something like that? No. No? No. Anywhere close. No. Uh, meh, meh, no. So, um, so, also for anyone who hasn't, I mean, I presume everyone's heard of Mamma Mia, but you never know. I Yeah, I didn't know there was anyone around who didn't know the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's because no, no. I've just seen random, I've, I've seen the first one when I was about 13. I, and I cannot to, remember for the I life of me what it was about. We need to watch the first one again because yeah. so the first one is basically um, says the main, Meryl Streep is her character's Donna. That's her name, Meryl Streep. And right. Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, I can't pronounce her name, uh, plays Sophie, her daughter. Mm. And the whole point right. is that Sophie's getting married and the whole way through um, 
Donald's always said, I don't know who, you know, your dad's not here, I don't know who he is, like, we don't talk about it, it's that, it's that kind of thing, it's always just been those two, and the two other women are like her, her aunts, are they're, they're Donald's best friends. Oh, right. And okay. so the whole idea is everyone's coming to the island for this wedding, so they live on the Greek island, and Sophie found her mum's diary. They, were, they live there? Yeah, they live there, because it's, um, it's like a hotel business. Right, Donna okay. runs a hotel there, so they, they right. live on the Greek island. Um, I thought it was like a holiday destination. It is, but like they, they live there right, okay. because they have a hotel there. Um, and before the film starts, um, we see that Sophie found uh, her mum's diary and it, she mentions three guys over one summer and any one of them, time-wise, could be her dad. So mm. she sends out invitations to each of them to come to her wedding because she thinks, oh, if I get them all here, I can find out which one is my dad. Right, okay. So it's about how they come to the island and Donna doesn't notice at first and then she finds out. This is the first one? Yeah, this is the first one. Right. Um, and she finds out. The whole point is Sophie sort of trying to figure out who her dad is while preparing for her wedding. And you follow lots of different storylines. You follow Sophie's... I thought that was the second one. No. I'll get on to the second one in a minute. Right, um, okay. So, yeah, the first one's all about sort of... It's Donna remembering that part of her life because he's seeing all his three men brought up all these memories and her trying to figure out whether she wants, still wants to be on her own does she still have feelings for any of them um, but it's not cheesy but it's cheesy but it's, it's great it looks um, quite cheesy it, it's cheesy but it's fun cheese so or like that, Great Showman yeah so okay. that kind of cheese I don't mind because it's there it's, it's very aware of its cheesiness but it's it's great um, so yeah the whole first one is about discovering who Sophie's dad is and like Coming to terms with a lot of things that you wouldn't have thought much about before because it wasn't in your life. Um, Sophie growing up so because she's like twenty years old and she's getting married and it's part of her. It's like, is this what I really want? Is find my dad that important to me and all that? So that's the first one. The second one kind of has two timelines because it's set. I don't remember how many years after the first one, but Sophie is spoilers, but she's like she's she's still with the same guy and and whatnot. And I can't really give it away, but something happens like. Um, a character dies um, in between and like um, it's just about her coming to terms with the fact that she's lost this person and you f- you have that sort of storyline about her like acceptance of like and moving on with your life and things and then you follow um, a past storyline where you find out how Donna first came to the island right. so you follow her when she's just left um uni and she decides to go travelling and you see her meet the three guys. And um, by this point you right, by this okay. point you have an idea who the dad is and whatnot. Um so that's sort of all been tied up. But like, okay. the, the, everyone's sort so of So is it it's a it's a pretty ongoing story then? Yeah. Is it like a to be continued of the first well, one? Well yeah, kind of I mean there's I will I wanna go into some more of an episode because I think I Mummy or two parts of it I enjoy, parts of it I think don't match up with the first one enough right. and parts of it i think were just underdone that they had they so much more again it's the whole thing if it's a great idea but the execution is a bit eh right, for okay. me personally anyway i still love it as a film but if i go to watch one of them i'll watch the first one mm. i can't believe you know the plot of yeah i was you didn't know honestly mate i've only just seen um uh, like random clips of it. Fair I'm enough, like, though, because um, like I hadn't seen Lion King till a couple of years ago, so it happens. It, I mean, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, it just sprung to my mind. I just, I, it doesn't look like anything I'd be a part of or or sort of care about. But at the same time, I never thought 
I'd ever enjoy anything like sex, and here we are. So I am definitely <laughs> and you literally up for giving raged it a watch. about it for the first what like twenty minutes of the 20 episode. Minutes, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. but because it, it's amazing, it really is such a good show. Um, funny, really, really bloody funny. And again, I um, promise I do not make him say any of this. No, really. Part of me wishes you had, but no. <laughs> the love being proved. Well, actually, it's not like I was going into it thinking it's going to be shit. I was just like, I just kept thinking because she apparently was really hyping it up, and I was quite. I was actually more nervous if I didn't like it because mm. I was thinking I was like, it's all over I wouldn't the be offended. All the time. If anyone goes into it and doesn't like it, I'm not going to be offended. But you, do, it's just a big serotonin boost, honestly. It is above a anything else, you boost. come out. As people, people always say to me, like, why do you grow so much? Why do you love it so much? It's like, well, one, well, one, it's hilarious. Two, it's a great show. But three, you come out just feeling good about life. And sometimes that's all you need. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be anything meaningful. When you're having a bad day, especially, you can go in, you can lose yourself. Yeah, you can you can go in, you can lose yourself for seventy five minutes. You can come out, and it hasn't fixed the problem. It's like it's like a patch. I it's used to always the, call it like a temporary patch. It's not going to fix my problems. With the, my problems are going to wait for me when I come out. It is a band-aid. It but it, fixes the leak. It's, plugs yeah, the leak. it plugs the leak, but it also it gives you that boost to be able to deal with what you have to deal with and you get out of it. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but when you're so down about something, it's really hard to try and figure out a way to get out of it and all the different options that you have to make mm. things better. But just having that little bit of a boost to think, I'm going to be fine... It makes all the difference. Yeah. And that's... I mean, personally it's, for me, that's what Six has done since I started watching it two years ago. Mm. And I will always go back to it because of that. And it is amazing escapism because mm. you... As you were saying, you you just forget about everything on the outside world for, for life. As you said, like, it's like 75 minutes. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a pure bundle of joy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's higher because I'm um, I'm biased because Vicky's in it and she's incredible and like we have this yeah, but you I didn't even relationship know she was in, in, until you sort of told me about it because you you just pointed out that she she was someone you knew yeah but even if she weren't in it or like it, it still would have been amazing oh yeah I mean my first time going into it I didn't know anyone of the cast but I think personally for me I mean I talk about this in um, the episode that's going to come up with Steph and Hannah but. There are things that I go and see because of the people in it, like Yama with Billy Piper, John Jerome with Dave Tennant. I didn't go for the story, I went for the actor. Six, I go for both. Well, it depends on obviously because the cast is different depending on where you see it, but like I first went just to see it because I, Steph and Becca were like very much like me and you, like they were really hyping it up and like, oh my god, it's amazing, yeah. I'm gonna love it and all that. And I trusted their opinions because we're very similar in what we like. I went and going, oh my God, that was amazing. And then we, I kept going back for, for six and I, there were some sort of actors because of the whole world sort of thing. Oh, some I went back for more than others and we played Swingo as well where mm. like we want to see, like when Vicky was an alternate, we wanted to see her play all six queens, just to see it and just to experience it. Is that it. an actual game? It's an actual game, Swingo. Is it like, like an app or something? And like, no, no, what? people just sort of make notes. Like my friend Hannah got Swingo for um, Vicky and I think she has got Colette as well who's another alternate who's currently in London. 
Um, yeah. It's just a little game you for regulars play, honestly. Because oh, okay. it because the it changes so frequently. Like at one point, I was going to go. Because they're constantly changing. Yeah. There was one. There was one week we went back in twenty nineteen, and Vicky was meant to be on as Blin. I was so excited because I've never seen her as Blin, and we get there, and she's on as Cleves. It's like for God's sake, I need to see her as Blin to complete my set. Yeah. But it was fine because we still went and had a good time. But no, my point there is that with something like six. For me personally, um, I mean, just sort of like a Vicky plug, but um, she we were talking about this the other day. Ronnie <laughs> came around when I was really hungover, and we spoke for about it was just me asking her questions about the six and that, and we spoke for about two hours of just hyping up the show. Yeah, and you were showing me YouTube videos about um, like all of her singles and that. Oh yeah, I think it was more just the fact that it was the familiarity of seeing her. And I think she's also incredible. You just you just drawn some performers, and I think yeah. it's it was also her excitement for what she does, mm. and I think that makes all the difference. Like radiates. Uh, yeah, that to, it makes yeah. all the difference, and not that they all weren't excited about it, but I don't know she just brought so much more of a presence to the stage and whatnot. And I don't really have to describe, but I think. But then also having that being able to see it afterwards and talk to her about it and sort of say you're amazing, like you can really see it on your face and just you build yeah. up some sort of relationship and like it is still the whole fan actor thing, but it's like mm. it's now if we if we're passed on the street, we'd have a conversation. It's yeah, it's it's, a, it's, it's really a, nice. Mate. It's a different world. Yeah, and I it's don't really know, but sweet. I wouldn't have. I don't think I'd have that with anyone else if it wasn't. Four six, like mm. I can have it with other people in six quite easily. I think everyone has sort of has their people they go to. Like um, when we first started going, like Hannah, there was someone um called Maya who was our pa in London when I first went, and they had that relationship. Um, people have it with different queens depending on I don't know who who you're drawn to, what your favorite sort of queens are, just yeah. naturally. And it is really hard to explain because I don't know. I really don't remember how it got to this point where like we could. I could get her on the podcast like I don't know how yeah. we got to that point but I don't know Six is just always so special for that but it's just also mm. that shared community and everyone comes out just feeling so much better about their lives yeah and I think it's um about association as well because as I said um, to you I think maybe last night I said I'd always associate um the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury with Six because mm. the only I, I was saying like, the, only, the only other thing that I've seen there it was maybe like Jack and the Beanstalk when, yeah. I, when I was like seven. Yeah. That whole sort of silly, you know, like mm. wa- like water cannons and things like that. Um, but not, it wasn't like, yeah. I mean, obviously it's still, it's still like Hyde, but I mean, that was years and years and years ago. That was when you used to take your kids to the pantomime. But I mean, yeah, I'll always remember now with, with um, the Marlowe Theatre as six. Yeah. That that would be when I walk past it, I'll be like, oh, I saw six here. Yeah. And it was a great time. Oh, yeah. And and then there were a load of cardboard cutouts of famous people and, and yeah. the audience. We were sat in the wrong seats for about 20 minutes. <laughs> I had to go to the toilet two times. Uh, we we I missed her coming out of the back, uh, the stage door. Yeah, it's all just... Just these little moments, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have that. I mean, Six and London now moved to the Lyric Theatre because we used to wrestle at the Art Studio, which is a little... It was so um, small and, I don't know, just so so cosy. I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but I'm always going to associate that theatre with Six, even though now it's moved to the Lyric and God knows where it's going to go next. But it for me, Six is always going to be... It started at the Arts and then, it, then I saw it on tour and then it's just two different... Two different worlds, but I, 
the arts is always going to be where it started and mm. stage door out that because it's such a little theatre and when it was like someone's leaving show obviously there'd be a lot of people waiting outside stage door was always, was always busy for six but like it's sort of drips and jabs of like some people stay then they'll go some people stay for a bit longer then they'll go but when someone like leaves like people's last shows it's heaving and because that where it's so yeah. small you have to they party off on either side and you have to get you get told off every five minutes for going on the road because this it's such a small space for you ever all these all wow. these massive people to be standing really? yeah and I'm, wherever i walk past i always remember those times of standing out there and and li- little things like with my friends when like Vicky signed a Polaroid and we had our more than a second moment and li- it's little things like that and like we always laugh about um there's the there's only one set of toilets in the arts and it's always like heaving so see it's like only like three toilets per thing or whatever um and we always used to go for like a quick pre-show toilet run at five guys across the road and it was like sneaking because we're not we're not we're not memory there we're not we're no because it was just something that happened like every show we wouldn't be buying anything because we'd had dinner somewhere else or we'd yeah. eaten before we came and we yeah. like we need the toilet but the queue in the arts is, is horrific we'll go we'll go quickly run to five guys it's little things like that well, we had five guys we did yeah before we went to, well, before we went in yeah we did no, that's fair. That's, that's my first Five Guys as well. I yeah. I mean, I might have had it before, but I just can't remember about it. It was a day of firsts for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a big day of firsts. But, yeah, but, yeah. No, I'm really happy that you enjoyed it and you can see why I love it so much. It always makes yeah. me think that I'm not... Not that I think I'm crazy for loving it because so many of my friends love it, but it's something that's really hard to explain to people until they've seen it. Yeah, I mean, but, but it's it, again, it's personal preference as well. I mean, like, you have a special connection to one thing like six that's, that's not a bad thing no that's just, it's, it's a good thing if anything i mean there's worse things to be addicted to exactly no exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you like waiting for your next fix but i guess it's a similar idea you can't wait to see the next show yeah it is it's, you'll never get bored of it no. you're always constantly looking looking for the next one mm. like looking for the next show i've seen you on your phone <laughs> and your mates and you're well, well i booked a new one yesterday that's just not <laughs> it's kind of like yeah but yeah there's, there's, it's not a bad thing to to, to want to keep doing i mean I it's mean, not like you're into cocaine or, no, or booze or anything it's it's I mean, a very natural lovely thing to be in indulging in yeah i won't touch it too much because me Stefan, and hannah did go into it but we talk about a lot uh, about the community and how it's also so special because of the memories we made there but also the people we've met we didn't know yeah. we've grown a lot closer as friends we, we met people like we didn't know hannah we didn't know jam we didn't know scott um so it, it brought us together and but this is the thing. I think this is also why Vicky's so important to us because she brought us together. Because um, we were playing Swingo, seeing her and all the queens, and we all thought that right. she was particularly amazing. And we got talking about mm. it, and it was because of that shared, like enjoyment of watching her perform that we became friends. That it wasn't just because of her, but it was a big factor in it. Yeah, you said that in um your uh, acknowledgements in your book. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, and she loved it. I know. That's you said she, you, you brought it to tears. Do you, do you, do you, do you, she, she do you reckon she'll she listen to this? I don't know. That would be mad. <laughs> Hello, if you're listening, this, listening. Is, this is your next... Hi, Vicky. <laughs> it's your next Hello. mention. You get mentioned a lot in Theatre Part 2, by the way, just so you're aware. Um, You'll probably just get mentioned now for the rest of the rest of this podcast. I mean, it's just to show that we're grateful, honestly, and that you're an amazing performer. <laughs> like. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never met you, but yeah, you're very, very good. <laughs> Oh, I'll probably say hello one day. You will, or introduce yeah. you one day. No, but yeah. And she's very good. She's very... 
very positive influence on you, mate. So thanks. All good in my book. But um, how is she a positive influence on me? Well, she is. You aspire to be like her. Mm. She's a positive influence. Fair. She makes you happy. She's. You're very similar. You you aspire to be like her in the future. You like her drive, you like her mood, you're supportive of her, she's supportive of you, it's it's a good it's a good thing. It's oh yes, Vicky, if you are ever listening, my god, the fact that you put my book on your story, oh my god. Yeah, exactly, that's, you know, not not a lot of people, like, not a lot of famous people would do that, but that's again a credit to her. Mm. Yeah, one I feel thing... Like, I feel like, especially, in, I don't know about the... It's quite a cutthroat industry, and I reckon yeah. a lot of people wouldn't even give their fans the time of day. No, I think there's one thing I found that's really special about the theatre community is because they haven't got those massive names behind them, especially within the musical theatre, they really appreciate the audience. It's like, yes, is it yesterday? Uh, Saturday, Saturday evening, um, we were just outside six after the evening show. We were just... We wanted to wait for all the crowds to clear so we could get pitched in front of the theatre. Um, we were mm. sitting on the benches. Just We were just talking about the show, how amazing it was. And also, social not allowed to be a thing. And there were still people waiting because we were sort of sitting. So we, we saw what was going on. But we weren't waiting. We were waiting for people to clear. And people were waiting, but not to not to meet them. They clapped as the queens came out. And there was something really? so special that hasn't happened the entire time I've been there. That's I've, very I haven't nice. been there every that's, night, but the, all the times I've been really there, sweet. it's never happened before. But the, the, the audience was so alive that night. Mm. And also, uh, Vicky and Maddie, another cast member, both made little stories about it on Instagram, sort of saying thank you for being such an amazing audience. It was like a party. The atmosphere mm. was just incredible. But yeah, every time they came out, people sort of, they kept their distance. They weren't crying around social. They sort of kept their distance and they came out and they just they just applauded. And mm. there was something so special about that because you could see in their faces how much it meant to them, both audience and actor. And it was just that, it was that shared appreciation, but from both sides. Then that's yeah. what, to me, that's what makes theatre so special in terms of like both sides of the story. The because obviously, I think musical theatre especially, because also they're not, like I said, they're not as well known. Like it, this happened with something like, I mean, Don Juan, David Tennant came out and was signing autographs and taking pictures and he did appreciate it, but obviously he's more used to it, whereas yeah. for them, yeah, they're, they're more used to it now. So but the like, screen is recognisable. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. They they won't often get pulled out, out on the streets being like, oh my God, this person from this show. Like online, yeah, they also got that presence, but in person they won't have that, oh my God, you're this person from this show. But I think it was just so nice for them to have that recognition from the audience going, you were amazing, and we're just going to clap as you walk out the stage well, door. it's about time they did. I know, I know. See what I did there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we might to say that this whole podcast. Were you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, we could, we could sit here and go on about how, how, how good, like, the... the theatre and fans are and that but it is it is true maybe the theatre fans like they're just more personal I think it's just it's just different different yeah I just honestly just think it's a different world like because you wouldn't I mean sometimes uh, um, small gigs like when I've been to I've, I've been to like quite a few small ones where they're they're like the, the bands they're like they're not they're not massive mm. Um, like well, me and my me and my a couple of my mates a couple of years ago we went to go see a band called the Front Bombs, um, and there's just, there's a quite a small not really small because they're, they're touring in the UK they're big enough yeah. to tour in the UK but they're tiny and and they played I think it was like the, called the Coco yeah 
I've got no idea. In um, London, yeah, I've been there a few times. The Coco Forum. It's spelled K O K O. Okay. Um, I think it's one that burnt down actually. And yeah, um, we we were intoxicated, and we were about sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I can't remember. And we went to the fish and chip shop beforehand to get some food. We were drinking. We were quite drunk, and we just bumped into like three quarters of the band in there. Wow. People were queuing to watch them playing the gig. Yeah. And we bumped into their like drummer, got a photo of him. Wow. Because well, I recognised him in front of the Miz videos. I was like, are you the drummer from the front bottoms? He's like, yeah, man. And I was like, that's sick. How are the fish and chips? <laughs> can we get a photo? Yeah. Like, oh, can we get a photo of you? And he was really chill about it and we got a photo of him. Mm. So it's that kind of, when it's sm- they're small enough that people aren't going to crowd around them and they've got to have like a PR team and security team. Yeah. But they're big enough that you've got to be... Uh, they're big enough that people still want to take your photo with them. It's oh, very definitely. strange. Yeah, it's a really sort of weird combination. Yeah. But I think I really love it because, like I said, it's, it's the appreciation. And I think even little things like, obviously, when we watch sci-fi shows, we appreciate it, but we've got no way of showing it unless no, we exactly. tweet them or we tag them in a post or whatever. We've got no way of doing that. Whereas with theatre, because obviously not everyone's stage doors is not their thing. Even in London, not all, not all the queens did stage door. I can't say for toy mm. because obviously stage door's not allowed. Um, yeah. We were just lucky because I knew Vicky before um, that she's that she said low on the way out. But I was going to say, I, I think I think what we do on this podcast, talking about different characters and science fiction and films and or whatever we're going to keep talking about, I think that's also a really good way of showing appreciation for something. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, people don't even have to listen, but we're showing our mutual appreciation for something. Yeah, it doesn't Talking matter. Talking about it, critiquing it, changing it, tweaking it, loving it, mm. uh, sharing it, and putting it, putting it out in the world for other people to listen and yeah. getting their thought on. It doesn't matter That's if we get... appreciation. It That's... doesn't matter if we get one listeners or a hundred listeners. We're having such fun doing it. And yeah. Like, yeah, Zach said, showing our appreciation by saying how much we love these characters exactly. and whatnot. Like, I mean, yeah... And as I said, we had this. We had the special guest last week. I wasn't on, but yeah. <laughs> two weeks ago, when this comes out, you, sorry, were, yeah. you were on last week. Oh, sorry, yeah, Get confused. Um, with, with Vicky, and um, yeah, she didn't have to come on. She did. No. Credit to her again. Really appreciate it. And you yeah. showed your appreciation by spreading a good word about her and, and six. And I think that's a really nice thing to have. I mean, yeah, it, fans it was, of things and yeah. and. You know, when you when you when you come together in that mutual, mm. the mutual place, the mutual part. Yeah, I mean, even little things like we we give her like little gifts whenever we see not whenever we see her, but like I got her like a little beginning of tour gift and like every little gift for like being thank you for being on the podcast, and she does really appreciate them. Like she always calls us naughty and whatnot. It's all very funny, but it's just little things like that. Like other people might be like, oh, thanks, and that's it. But you can see. Like that she's actually really thankful for it. It's not not just her, but she's just the prime example because she's the yeah. one I interact with most. Um, yeah. But a lot of them, like when um, a lot of the other cast left in London, I made them little canvases and they all did really appreciate them. So I don't know. I just I don't know. I just love that interaction and just being mm. able to to see it because like even at conventions I've been to like I've met Dave Tempe Piper. I saw said to them like obviously own so many words because you're on a time limit or not like thank you your character it means a lot. You're amazing, blah blah blah. But you're one in a hundred people that day. And obviously, yeah. it, it will mean something, but they hear it so much. I think just, just because theatre's more niche, they have that following, but it's always nice to hear. Yeah, and just, just because they're not on TV or film and to a big audience, they're still 
entitled to people loving their stuff and wanting mm. a photo and letting them know their appreciation. Yeah. They're, they're, they're still entitled and thankful at the same time for that. Yeah, I think it does give you a boost. Well. I know personally for me, like whenever someone would say, oh, I really liked your book because of this, it gives you that boost going, I've done something good, I'm going to continue to do good stuff. Mm. Course, yeah. It's a similar kind of thing. Like if someone says to them, I presume anyway, like, oh, you're amazing at this, they'll be more encouraged. Obviously, they love it, so they'll keep doing it anyway, but they'll be more encouraged to keep pursuing it and keep developing and whatnot. Yeah. I presume it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, Pro- probably. Yeah. I think this is all linked in. This has been such a really, really random I, I, I think episodes. it has been linked in, though. It's, cause yeah. it's two things that you kind of showed me. Because... They both I, have links to life. They both have <laughs> links to They both make you feel something. Um, both will make I mean, you feel things unexpectedly as well. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, they've both been really pleasant surprises. Because I thought about time would be good or okay. Mm. Um, I hadn't seen the trailer. Never heard of the film, actually. Not really. And I saw the poster, and I liked Rachel McAdams. She's in the notebook. And I sort of read the... The, the synopsis and you, and you said uh, time travelling and I thought mm. I'll give this one a go this could be quite you trust my opinion yeah this could be quite good and um, yeah what I what I got out of it at the end was something that I just wouldn't think was possible mm. um, to feel something like that for, for, for a film something that I've not felt like that for a film in a long time not that deeply about a film anyway I, I just think it's fantastic and we should definitely do more of these sort of impromptu random film yeah. Like favorite films of the year, worst films we've seen. And I just... do. I do want to more towards the yeah. end of the year. I do want to do like a whole segment about um, stuff that we've seen that we like our favorites, our our least favorites, but also ones that surprised us because there've been mm. a few things we've watched this year that I've loved a lot more than I thought it would. Like I knew, like you, like you said, with about time, I knew I'd I'd either think it was okay or I'd enjoy it, but I've really loved it, mm. and I really didn't expect to do it. So I want to do a whole little thing about that because I think that would be so interesting to talk about. But we'll save that for more end of the year. Yeah, like end of the year roundup. Yeah. Maybe like a. Uh, the countdown of Christmas Tw- yeah. 12 films or something yeah. 6 bad 6 good yeah I mean not, not even just film we could obviously film TV I think theatre as well cause I think, I think well, 6 yeah. would probably be on your list oh yeah yeah definitely I mean yeah I mean we can't yeah we should yeah but I'm, I'm trying to think of what what, what you're going to call this episode what are we um, going to call this one I mean what is what category is this I mean I don't know. it started I mean, off just us picking up 6 yeah, oh, the reason we were doing this was about in time, like the film in time. Uh, about time. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I forgot his name. Um, and like I, again, I wasn't even the one who started this, the sixth one. I think I mentioned theatre as a passing comment, and you you ran with it. So yeah, maybe we could just maybe maybe we could put it all under one and just call it like present pleasant surprises or something like that. Or I don't know. Or uh, it's up to you. I'll figure something out. You'll I did. Something I did out. a massive sort of podcast clean up the other day where I added in the artwork for each one and I sorted out sort of segmented things yeah. different different categories as we go along so I'll, I'll see what I can come up with for this one but yeah we should do more of these yeah it was, it was fun just to yeah. dissect this film and yeah it was a good discussion about the film and I think mm. yeah I mean I'm, not, I'm never gonna say no talking about six people no. are gonna get so sick of it I think it's just it's become such a big thing in my life here because it's back like I've always loved it I loved it even in the the hiatus because of lockdown and whatnot but just to have it back in my city on mm. my on the stage i grew up on 
my queen on that stage it was just it all felt so personal and just so special and have it here for three weeks yeah um i heard enough because it's uh, everywhere else for like one week and i have three um (laughs) yeah but as i said yeah it's really it's it's really nice it's been a very pleasant surprise both of these things that we've spoken about yeah Um, i'm glad you enjoyed both i didn't i didn't expect you to be and as in love with about time either, but I didn't expect it to have so many emotions Neither for you. Neither did I. I, I, I. Again, we can probably psychoanalyse this whole lot. I think for me, it's, it's, it's this whole idea of wishing you could change things and wishing you can go back. Because we all, we all have that. that in, we oh, all have that totally. inhibition of, of wanting to totally. so go back and change something. Yeah. And but not let things run its course. I know I've but, said this before, but it's little things like, I wish I could go back and possibly go to a different uni. Mm. and have different experiences and actually have a proper uni experience but then if I'd done that then maybe the book wouldn't have come about maybe if I'd gone to a uni further away from London I wouldn't have gone to see six and lots of little things it's like well is that whole question of was it fate or was it just or was it not like was it always supposed to happen like this or did it just happen like this and I'm along for the rides yeah I know it really makes you think like that's when I really would really love to have those powers just to go back and see with knowing that I could go back and change it back to normal if I didn't like it. Yeah, it's again, it's a very dangerous power to have because it can really mess with your head. Mm. Luckily, in this instance, because you can't go forward and you can only go back to your specific memories, um, it, it's harder to do that. But yeah, if you had if you have this sort of power, it could it could drive you a bit insane. But it, it you know, it's, the worst thing I think in life is to live with regret. Yeah. I think it's something that we all fear. We all have regrets. We all, we all, we all have it. Yeah, we, we, we've all, we've all, we've all, we've all regretted something. Mm. I've, I've regretted a lot of things. Yeah. But um, you have to keep moving. At the end of the day, you can't get stuck in the past. No. Otherwise, it will alienate you. Which is, I guess, you could even make an, uh, another point. I mean, mistakes. Mm. Mistakes. I mean, are people allowed to move on now from mistakes? When things are brought up over the Of course, this is against dangerous territory. I mean, I think a person, it depends on the person and the situation and what happened and whatnot. And I do think people are entitled to second chances, but I think it depends on how they go about it and then what they did wrong. And I think it's very much dependent on the person and the situation. But I agree. I do think that people need to remember that people can change. And I'm not, I'm not, not speaking politically and just in general because obviously if someone's done something really bad it's going to be really hard to think that they could ever change but change is always going to be possible mm. but yeah but I mean I agree totally with that I think one of the, the worst things about sort of this day and age and this technology and things is that um, and I guess this whole idea of your life just being destroyed over over the internet and things mm. um, is you know people can like apologise and, and make statements and talk to people about it but at the end of the day the only person who can really judge you is you mm. and the only person who can really say look I know how to change uh, I, I know how to take responsibility I know how to fix my, and amend my mistakes mm. is you but the trouble is nowadays, you aren't really allowed to do that um, because people don't allow for it. Mm. Um, it's sort of, 
that's it. If you make one wrong move, say one wrong thing, you're you are determined by that factor for your life. Yeah. Um, Which is terrifying. It is terrifying because we've all made really fucked up mistakes. Mm. All all of us have made mistakes, but we all learn from them, and that's what growing up's all about. Yeah. Um, and it just sucks because the only person who sees the growth and how you change and accept the mistakes you've made is you. Mm. Um, and you'll never ever, you'll never, other people will never ever fathom that and they'll never let it go. No. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's pretty scary. But I mean, related back to the film and, and just life in general, regrets are really difficult. Mm. And everyone has them. Everyone has regrets. So I have many regrets. Um, as it says in the film, I know we, we, we digress slightly, I just thought I'd raise a good point. Mm. Um, I think it's very personal as well. We, we all personally deal with things all the time. We all make very personal mistakes. We, make, we all regret very personal, specific things. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think we're all entitled to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. As it says, live every day to the fullest. And let things take its natural course mm-hmm. is kind of the big key points. Yeah. Don't be afraid to not mess up. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to constantly keep worrying about changing things for the better. Mm-hmm. Things, I think most things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And go and see six. <laughs> <laughs> Plug for every episode now. Yeah. Go see six. Go support um, all the six queens in that. At the time this comes out, I know it's still up in the north. I think Newcastle's next. Could be wrong because you know we're all these out of order, and I really couldn't tell you. But I'm pretty sure it's still up in the north at this point. So yes, mm. everyone, and go see six. Go if you're feeling having a bad day. Go go and see. Go make yourself feel better. <laughs> um, just go and have a good time. If you want that serotonin kick, mm. go go and see a lovely show. Yeah. But... Go take in a show. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but yeah, I think. I mean, it's just, just like I said, it's like a random episode, but it was. It was yeah, it theater. was really. It was fun. Yeah, it was and a very fun episode. A really lovely episode. I just, I just love that. I love both the things we chatted about. Yeah. Um, a really good one. Two things that have very, they've had very similar themes, but then also very, very two literally different things. But... Two literally different things, but they both felt made me feel something this week. Yeah. So important, mm. making you feel things is is what. Thing that's what creation creators it's what always art is all about. Yeah, exactly. Like creators, they make things to make people feel things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I had such a kick when I had found people cried at my book. It yeah. makes me feel so accomplished, and I couldn't tell you why. But yeah. and I made them feel an emotion. Obviously, touch something. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really what, good. Yeah, mate. see, that's what art's all about. So. Definitely. And art comes in many forms. Theatre is one of them. Film is one of them. Yeah, so. film, series, book. Yeah. Actual art. Yeah, exactly. Art, three D, yeah. animation, All everything, sorts. everything's art. Even the way that your cabinets are put up, that's by a, a design tech student. Yeah. Or a, a site carpenter. Yeah, that's true. Um, every, every little design, everything, even the floorboards, mate. There, it's all art. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one of those people that go down and go, it's all art, because I think it's a lot of it's bollocks. But I mean, in terms of the natural thing, mm. that is art. The pattern there, that that that, that is designed. To mm. make it look like that way. He's pointing at my floor, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not just, yeah. <laughs> it's a duvet quill. Mm. It's, it's made by someone. All the, these photo frames and the way they're com- 
compose and that. It's all it's all done by someone somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think I've, I've said everything I want to say. <laughs> I'm pretty chuffed. I'm pretty chuffed this week about all these sure. these little things that we've, yeah. we've had. Oh, I'm so glad you've enjoyed it all. Mm. Glad I've been able to recommend you good stuff. Yeah. And we're, at the time of this, our Avasarolo from The Expanse episode yes. will have been out. Yes, I'm sure that will be fun. So that'll be a very fun one, actually. That'll be yeah. the, probably one of the funnest character ones to do. She's just incredible. And yeah. yeah, so everyone go listen to that. Yeah, if you want to hear more about hear more about Vicky, then listen to two weeks ago, um, where we yeah. had a lovely... Theatre part one. Yeah, lovely little conversation about... It wasn't... Well, we talked a lot about six, but it was more just about like her experience, like I said, with theatre and whatnot. And yeah, it was just it was just so much fun, and I'm forever grateful that it happened, and I still can't believe it happened. And... <laughs> yeah, you're, st- you're still kind of um, uh, starstruck. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say starstruck. I mean, it's there. Are, there are some people I go and meet. I'm always going to have that. Oh, oh my god, it's them. But like we, we, me and the others were saying this. Um, like the first obviously, I saw her back in, on opening night. Um, but the like Hannah and Steph hadn't seen her since February 2020. And you know when you have those friends and you don't see them for ages and you mm. see them and it feels normal. Whereas there's other ones where you might see them after a long time and it feels awkward. With her, it was like no time had passed. I'm not saying that we're friends in that way, but it, it, that relationship where you can go a long time without seeing someone and you, you see them again and it's like you fall back into place. It was that situation where it was just felt so normal. Just to, even if it was just a quick hello, it just felt so normal. Whereas other people, like people I've been friends with for, for years, we've had that distance and things have been slightly awkward when you're in back in it, it's fine, but you have that initial mm. awkward meeting to get, yeah. you have to get get through that to get past it, and then you're fine. But it's that like no time had passed. So like I wouldn't say I'm Star Trek with her, but I'm always going to be in all's the wrong word. But I'm always going to have that looking up appreciation for her. Yeah, Whereas, you're, you're inspired by her. Exactly, but yeah. like if I see her, I will be I will be so calm to go. Oh, mm. hey, hi, how you doing? Because it, it it's just Vicky. It's it's cool. It's fine. I think she'd also. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak. So I'm quite famous, <laughs> but um, I think I reckon famous people probably appreciate it more if they're treated like normal people. Oh yeah, rather I, than being yeah. put on a pedestal I mean, of like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh yeah, I no. feel like they'd probably rather people be like, oh you're right, mate. Yeah, I always try and make sure that I'm never like that, even though I'm tremings. Like my first, not even my first, I'm like, I've seen. I've, Sorry, can I open a window? Yeah, the, the window's oh. open. What? It's a warm night. So what now? It's a warm night. Ooh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sweating. Keep going. It's, it's a warm night. Um, but yeah, it's like whenever I go to a convention, there's someone, even like Billy Piper, who I've met countless times now. I'm still going to have that, like, oh, my God, you're Billy Piper. But I'll compose myself, like, before, so it's not... I'm not Star Trek when I go see her, but I do have that moment of going, oh, my God. But with yeah. people like Vicky, like, Kai from Torchwood, Eve's, yeah, a little bit less because she's, she's Eve. Mm. But, yeah, there are some people now that I've seen them enough and I've built up that kind of relationship with them. Yeah, it's not a friendship, but it's kind of, like, a little bit more than just, just fan and celebrity. It's, it's that awkward grey area in between where it's like they knew they know who I am I know who they know who I am and it's just that it's just that joint appreciation like they're thankful for, for the support and I'm happy to support them and so it's not starstruck but it's not friendship it's that point in between which is just so comfortable 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm absolutely loving it because I'm always going to be a fan. That's never going to change. But, like, I don't, yeah, it's not the whole Star Trek thing. It's just that appreciation. It's, yes. And it's I a mutual it's best, understanding. It's appreciation. It's, it's the best place to be, I think. Mm. I absolutely am loving it. And I'm so grateful to be in that position. The fact that I've been able to build up that relationship with them mm. has been incredible. And I know I'm you so feel lucky. You uh, kind of privileged. I, oh my god, that, I feel so privileged. That sort of uh, yeah, camaraderie feel, with someone on stage. Yeah, I feel so privileged to have that with anyone. Um, I mean, just in terms of theatre, to have that with, with Vicky. I'm so privileged for that because people are like, oh my god, how do you know her? It's like I literally went to six and was outside the theatre and, well, I went obviously countless times in that you build up sort of, you just, I don't even remember how it happened, you just build it up. And it is just that joint appreciation for thank you for coming and loving what I do. Thank you for doing it and bringing us joy. Mm. I, I really don't know how else to explain it, but yeah. I think you've done a pretty good job. Thanks. Um, I wonder if I'll ever be like like that with you when you when you start <laughs> taking off. I know. I don't think that no. Probably not because we've think, been mates since in school. Yeah, so. I think that, I mean you, you, we do this together, like. Yeah, but I mean, of course, like you, you're booking that. You know, you know what I mean. Mm. But um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, you, I'm, I'm still quite new to the world of meeting people. The only people I've, oh, oh, you took me to go see Kai mm-hmm. at the Marlowe Theatre mm-hmm. outside the stage door. Mm-hmm. I was in Canterbury, and you said, oh, "Do you want to come meet him?" I said, "Yeah, why not?" It's, yeah, got a little five of them. He's really nice. Um, and we went when we were sci-fi by the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met Colin. Uh, Colin Baker when I was mm-hmm. a lot younger but I remember um, we we met we met Greg Austin we met Martha's mum yeah I'd never met her before that was new for me too yeah we met Greg Austin from class who was Charlie that's him and you had, we had a proper conversation with him yeah and then we met Yanto from mm, Torchwood yeah and yeah that was that was really cool yeah I mean it's kind of become your life a little bit like, mm. in, 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 sorry, oh, no. in, in a positive way, no, like, no, just like how six is like a positive influence. Because, mm. um, like, some people go down a, a pathway, like, it links, links back to about time. Because, mm. as, as I say, if you weren't sort of, um, say, if you weren't asexual, you you may never have gone down this path of fandom, meeting people, writing. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think my sexuality had anything to do with that. I think that was just me. No, but I'm but... saying everything that, everything as a, as a Every butterfly can make mm. a, make a volcano. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, it's like when I was at uni, people were like, why why would you... Because I used to go to bed early to be able to get up to go to these conventions. People were like, well, why do you want to come at drinking and that? Well, that's like, because I've got other things that like, bring me a lot more joy than this. Yeah, but yeah. And I built up I mean. these relationships all on my own over the past couple of years, and it's going to serve me well. And I said, I know I've worked hard for them. I think that's also why I feel privileged, but I know I've worked for them as well. Yeah. Like, I'm always trying to be so respectful when I do meet people... And because, they, yeah, they are just human beings at the end of the day. It's, yeah, just, it's just about showing that respect and that appreciation. And I keep saying it, but it's Definitely. literally what it is. And I've worked so hard to build up that relationship with them. Not not that that was my goal, but, like, just to be able to, to do that along the way of supporting their work has just been incredible. And, like, I built, I've built up all on my own. I'm always going to praise myself for that more than anything else. Just it's something yeah, I wanted definitely. and something I got. So and something I'm still building every day. But it's also going to help my career because of what, what I want to go into, so... Yeah. It just it just is what it is, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Oh, lovely, lo- lovely little segment to end it's it on. Been a, but, yeah, it's been really good. But, I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, channel. basically, we're just appreciating life. Yeah, it's been quite good. I'm on, I'm on holiday. We've got, we got the Euros on. <laughs> I mean, I'm still um, coming down from my little six high because yeah. it was the most incredible three weeks I could ever have ever asked for. Mm. Um, and I look forward to many more times like it. I mean, I can't wait till six goes to Hannah's theatre just because that's going to be so special because it'll be at her theatre. We can go all together and we can enjoy it. And Can I come? Yeah, you can come. Cheers. I mean, I'm going for the whole week, but you, you can come. You're going every single night in the week? No. No, no, I'm going to go stay at Hannah's route. We're going, we're going open night, me and Steph are going, and then we're meeting Hannah afterwards. Are you and then left in any of them? We can have a look, I'm sure there will be. But we're all going as a group on Saturday. When's this? November, week before my birthday. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll book them off. Yeah, I'll book that week off or something. Amazing. But, um, no, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone, if you if you do enjoy these theatre talks, go back and listen to the one with Vicky last time I mentioned it, I promise. Um, and if you want us to recommend anything else, you want us to, any other cool films, music, yeah, and, and musical theatre stuff, oh, and definitely we should watch Mamma Mia. Oh my god! Please, yes. can we? Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I I I want to keep riding this sort of uh, musical theatre wave. I want. I want to stay on top of it before I sort of let it go. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to take you to London and we can go see some shows. Oh yeah, I mean, there don't have to be big shows. It could be anything, like, mm. anything you think I like. Okay. I mean, I've got. I'm off to the fifth of May, mate, and I've got most of July off, so we can go to a few shows. And obviously after the 90... Actually, no, now that um, good old Matt Hancock, <laughs> now, now that he's out of office, we've got, um, what's his name coming in? He said we might, might be able to, he's going to try and convince him to lift lockdown a bit earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, might. I heard it on the news today. But yeah, it's, enough, it's so irrelevant. But what I'm saying is I've got time off. We can definitely, you know, hmm. before I run out of holiday and all that. Yeah, I mean, oh, one, no, one, I will just want to say the thing about that, my hand-got thing. Steph, you, you, this is your, I'm big up your tweet. Oh, that meme. No, no, Steph tweeted. No, um, the, yeah, the, the six tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so. That was good. The picture of my hand uh, there's a line in six that, um, Dicky actually in her song, and, because she said, oh, men only employ women to get them into their private chambers different time back then. And Steph, your yeah. tweet was so funny. I shared Ste- that last night. S- S- Steph's an absolute joker. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that that was. Good. I think it was just sort of the, it was. Please out, do more. It was announced when we were when we were at six. So yeah, it was just so funny. Um, honestly, Steph, <laughs> when, if you're listening, please, please do more of them. Send yeah to keep keep it keep spreading that good message out. That was that was that was class. That one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like. I personally like the eat out to help out one. I know it's obviously Steph oh, didn't yeah. do that. I've shown you that, haven't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Um, but no, um, yeah, good fun episode. I hope you enjoy this random little segment. Or if we start with theatre, then we'll talk about about time when we well, go back ne- to theatre. Next week will be. Um, next more week is theater, well, no. Next week is another character. As of who yet we don't we don't know. When Gwen is, I know I keep mentioning Gwen is coming. It just it's just it requires a lot of organisation, which I haven't done yet. A lot of people yet. want to do that. I haven't I haven't had the chance to organise that I'll, yet, but I'll, it will happen. I would love to be a part of that one. You As, will. You will. We should we should do it while I'm off and you'll leave. Mm. Yeah, we will. We'll do it. I've got weekends as well now at the minute, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely make that happen. But yeah, so next week will be another character episode of some sort. 
in Tehu, we'll, we'll see what happens because, like I said, mm-hmm. we're, filming, we're filming, we're recording these very much out of sequence at the moment, so we'll see what happens and what well, it depends happens on when we're, when we're free, I guess. I mean, for me, it's usually involved around work and, and schedule because um, I'm not the one for the last two or three weeks because I've been r- racking up the hours. I've been having a jolly time at the theatre, it's been fun. Well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I've I been, was living um, the dream. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, because I've, I've I've had annual leave this month and and um the next two weeks, I've had to mm. rack up the hours at work. Yeah. So that's why I've not been on. But um, now that I'm off, I mean, no, me and Bonnie will probably record a load and release them in random orders. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do want to yeah. get ahead of it, but yeah. So then it's gonna be some sort of character episode. Week after that is gonna definitely be theatre part two because I already haven't recorded. Um, when Stephanie Hannah came down, we had a nice old chat, like I said, about what theatre means to us, especially especially yeah. theatre because it brought us together. But we do talk about other things as well, but also how important theatre is after lockdown, after not having it for a while and whatnot, and and all that. So. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that, and then I yeah. can tell you for sure there's some more Q and A's coming. One that already has already been recorded. Um, Very nice. Mm, so there's more of that to come. Um, there's just oh, there's just a whole lot more. But I think is yeah, there'll be a lot of theatre at the moment because obviously theatre's just come back and we're loving it and I'm getting Matt to enjoy it. Um, yeah. So that's that's why there's sort of massive like theatre plug at the moment because of all that. But it's going to be a nice mix of things, I think. But. Um, yeah, so I hope everyone's enjoyed this. Go go see six if you haven't already got that yeah. message. Go um, watch about time. So yeah, let 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 us know what you think. If you enjoy it, if you don't, let us know. Yeah, I mean, all, all opinions are valid. Um, Even if you go see six and you absolutely hate it, fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. You can do what you wish. We're very chill here. You can like it, hate it. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to know though, just so we can get an opinion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I love it, you love it, mm. and it means it means a lot, especially to me. But if someone some goes me all. It really wasn't my thing. I really didn't like it. It's absolutely fine. It's not. For, exactly. It's not going to be for everyone. There are shows, yeah. like I said, I did. I thought how much was overrated for some people. It's like their show, and it's mm. all just opinions. So, absolutely fair enough. Mm. Yeah. So stay tuned for another character episode. More theater episodes will be coming week after next. Mm. Everything will be linked down below. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, we just have together like we did last time. Yep. A little so, harmony going on. Yeah. Oh, that's where you need that's where you want to try and like sing like a sex. Yeah, I am, yeah. <laughs> um so yes everyone, happy Sunday. I hope you've enjoyed. Ready? Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one. Space, space, space out. <laughs> <laughs>